Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another incredible, I'm calling it, episode. Nice. It's another of the best episode <laughs> of Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast uh, brought to you by King's Comics in Sydney. My name is Andrew Levins. My name's Siobhan Coombs. She's back, everybody. I'm back. How much did you miss me? 100? Yes. P- people missed you 100. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Certified it's nice 100. <laughs> um, where were you again? Um, I was in San Francisco for a family wedding thing. It was great. I bought comics. <laughs> I went to two comic book stores. It was great. You had withdrawals. I did. Well, it's just also nice to see what's going on in other comic book stores. I have no life, guys. Did, did you bring an omnibus on the flight? No. <laughs> no, that's a level of madness that I can't get on board with. But like, we bought so many books over there that just like we ended up with just the most ludicrously heavy carry-ons coming back. It was good fun. <laughs> Well, welcome home. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for uh, to Alexi Toliopoulos for filling in for us last week. Yeah, thanks, Alexi. Filling in for you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I quickly address something. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we addressed it online, but um, uh, last week, Alexi uh, and, and myself um, discussed a, a genre of movies uh, and used a word that uh, rhymes with frog and starts with W. Uh, and that is a word that... Uh, is used by Greek Australians. Um, it, it was it was a, a bad word, but they've kind of claimed it as their own. Mm. And so you have like a long history of, of Australian actors and comedians embracing that word, and it yeah. does come from a point of pride. Now we uh, record this show in Australia, and that is what our knowledge, like you know, the, the meaning of the word mm. is to us. Um, it's not a word that I use, but it's a word that, you know, Alexi himself is a Greek Australian. Mm-hmm. That's a word that means something to him, and so he used it in a funny way to us right uh we have a lot of listeners in the uk what's up thanks so much for listening yeah that's so nice uh the word means something drastically different over there and we had no idea what um does it, mean over there? it pretty much means anyone who isn't white oh it's and it's a disgusting Whoa. word and Heavy. so we had a couple of people get in touch um mostly quite kindly mm. um and just pointed out like you know hey are you sure like well, well some, some people said that flat out we don't want to listen to your podcast anymore but mm. i got i got them back i basically nice. i explained you we actually had, literally had no idea um, yeah, so that, look, that episode is still up there. I, I was going to maybe record a disclaimer, but I kind of don't want to take away what that word means to Alexi, and mm. like because I don't want to, I don't want to censor that. So uh, look, if if you want to discuss it with us, the easiest way to do it is to just uh, get in touch. Serious issues at kingscomics dot com or on yeah. our Facebook group, facebook dot com slash serious issues podcast. We don't take things like that lightly. It's of very important not. to us that we you know don't use alienating language, but. You know, I think across across the the oceans, words have different meanings. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 
So, on the show today, uh, we are going to be uh, talking about all the brand new comics that came out last week. We've got a whole bunch of ones, we've got a whole bunch of Marvel, we've got a whole bunch of DC, Image, Archie, Dark Horse, and more. Um, Some stuff I love, some stuff I hated. (laughs) Uh, Should we just start with our our number one segment? Absolutely. It's called First Things First, and it is a segment in which we review all of the brand new number ones that came out last week, uh, let you know which are the best new series that you should jump on board. And uh, look, there are some big things out this week. The DC mm. and Marvel both threw up, you know, some of the most anticipated issues of the year. Uh, we got the button <laughs> from uh, from from DC, which we'll be re- uh, reviewing later on in the episode. But we've also gotten Marvel's big zero issue for their big event this this year, um, written by Nick Spencer. The controversy surrounding this 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 entire run is just deafening. Yeah. But it is crazy. Are. It is crazy to me that like there is so much controversy around this, and it doesn't like Marvel just seem to be like just ignoring it and going ahead with all their plans, which is like like I'm not opposed to that. Also, um, when have Marvel never not ignored all criticism? True. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the the key to enjoying this book is unfollowing Nick Spencer on Twitter. I I recommend that as a life <laughs> choice. Full stop. Nick Spencer is the decision. writer the writer on this one. The bulk of this issue is written by Daniel Acuna. Which I knew that those they were teaming up because as they've done a lot of uh, the Sam Wilson Captain America book together, mm-hmm. um, and I love Daniel Acuna a lot. He is one of the greats. Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised to see there's a little prelude in this issue, which is drawn by Rod Rias, who we know best from Hadrian's Wall recently. Uh, that's who it is. Yeah, I really um, like his um, Newton. Yes, I love, me too. I love Evil Newton <laughs> in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. It's such a fun character. Uh, yeah, so this is this sets up this big event that we've been heading towards with Nick Spencer's Captain America run, uh, in which uh, Captain America has been rewritten so that his history has been rewritten by the Cosmic Cube, and he is now he has an allegiance to Hydra. He's infiltrated. He's as as high up as he as you can get in the world. He kind of gets after an, after a bunch of attacks in this issue. He gets basically like you know he he has control of all American military. He's the head of Shield. He doesn't get higher than that, and then he's, he pulls the rug out from the entire Marvel universe and reveals that he is with Hydra. Heavy. Uh, yeah. So this issue to me just felt like a bucket list of all number one issues in events. Do you? Yeah. You had an, a massive explosion in a public space, like in Civil War. Yep. Um, you had Absolutely. a space battle, like in uh, Infinity. Um, yep. You had like heroes fighting heroes, like Civil War Two. Yep. And Some Civil pretty War. excellent um, relationship stuff. Cap and Sharon. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty sad. Did you enjoy this? I don't know. <laughs> I like the art. That's really nice. Yeah. The whole thing seems like, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not, I am not as opposed to this event as a lot of people are. Like the whole like, Cap's a Nazi. Like it's not, it's, it's not that. Um, and it's not that simple. And I think it's like kind of, clever almost you know like it's it's been set up for a really really long time and i'm interested to see like the ramifications of this because in this like cap really fucks everything up and like everyone like he strands all of the big hitters in space like leaving them to die um and he takes over the white house and you know like everything goes down and he uses the dark holes to uh to send like the majority of manhattan to like the, the the dark the dark place yeah heavy it's a big dark hole over New York. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm, so, I'm struggling to remember what happened in this issue and then what happened in the Captain America Captain America issue. issue. Yeah. Um, 
I guess it's like for me the disappointment comes from like we've 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 been keeping up to date with the series and I guess you know these events you know they are for people that haven't necessarily been keeping up with the series leading up to it so you have got to recap it but this this just felt so slow and then suddenly all the shit happens like very quickly at the end yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's extremely dialogue heavy but we've kind of come to expect that from um from Nick Spencer. Uh, I, I, apparently they're, they're, they're certainly publishing this book a lot faster than their average event, so it will at least seem a lot faster than Civil War Two was. Look, but, uh, they say that now. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we've, we've got what three issues coming out in May? Is that oh, right? really? Yeah, I think so. Um, at least two, anyway. Uh, and, and yeah, so two and and the and the comic free comic book day issue all coming out on the same day. Mm. Oh, and, and we've already day. got the list of. The Secret Empire, Jim from Kings just sent, gave a past us the uh, Secret Empire checklist. And is this just, is this just May? This is, that's just the first month. This is just the first, the first month. month. Okay. Whoa. So we will definitely be filling you in on which are the like tie-ins that you should be reading because literally everything is going to tie in with this, it looks like. So it looks like we're going to get tie-ins of this series with Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Sam Wilson, Steve Rogers, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Mighty Captain Marvel, Occupy Avengers, Secret Empire, Brave New World, Secret Empire Underground, Secret Empire United, Secret Empire Uprising, Secret Warriors, The Ultimate um, Squared, uh, Uncanny Avengers, and US Avengers. Good Lord. So uh, we're not going to need to read all those. <laughs> I, but here's the thing: I'm, I think I'm already reading all of those. Yeah, I know. Deadpool. Same. <laughs> like um, we will have to read all of those, but you probably maniacs. don't. Uh, we actually some of those issues we actually re- have read already, so we can review them later in the episode. But I mean, look, I think the the outrage that we had towards Civil War Two while we were reading it. I don't think we're going to reach those levels with this event. Yeah, I also totally. think we're a bit more mature as readers. I think we just realize now events are dumb all events the time. Events are silly. Events and are mad silly, guys. Instead of maybe like losing so much energy complaining about <laughs> this event, I might just wait for a good one and, and focus energy on, on a good event if it happens again. It's never going to happen. Maybe Hickman will come back to Marvel. That's His events happen. were very good. They were good. Secret Wars. Go read it, everybody. It's a great event. It uh, is. Secret Empire, on the other hand... It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. So uh, that's a zero issue. We get a one issue, an issue one very soon. So that'll be top top ranking again in first things first in a couple of weeks. So look forward to us talking more and more and more about this event that people, a lot of people hate. Yay! Um, should we talk about more Marvel number ones? Yes, that was a very good one that I loved extremely. You loved this extremely. Yeah, you didn't like this. I wanted to love this so much. Um, so this is Nick Fury number one, which is. Nick Nick Jr. Nick Fury Jr. Sexy Nick, spy. Nick Jr. is um, the Nickelodeon channel for for, for toddlers. Yeah. I know. I realized that as I said it. Um, I found this like a. I don't find the idea of a super spy who has an eye patch that does everything for him very compelling. <laughs> like watching him, like him just walking into a room and going, "Eye patch, find me the." Safe eye patch. <laughs> Tell me what the safe combination is. Is like pretty boring. But watch him take a bullet to it in the future or something, and then he has to do without it. Well, good. I look forward to that. And while I think the art by ACO, Echo, Echo, whatever, it like it's very stylish and the colors are amazing. Um, I found it really hard to read and really? really hard to follow. It was so like there's so much going on in every page um, that I was just like I'm. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. I uh, thought the complete opposite. This is uh, written by James Robinson and, uh, again, art by Echo. Echo. Um, James Robinson is a a writer that I'm a massive fan of, but I I find I have trouble connecting to new superhero things he does lately just because, I don't don't know, the the magic that I I normally associate with his best work isn't there. But it really felt like it was with this. Um, This absolutely feels like a, um, like a, you know, a heist movie comic. 
Um, and it's so the, the the colors are insanely good. The um, colors are insanely good. Is it but Michelle it like Rosenberg a, on this. It was yeah. a stupid, boring heist. What did he even heist? Who knows? Who could possibly say? Uh, ACO on pencils and Hugo Petrus on Inca on ink inks. Um, I don't care. <laughs> it looked real cool and like, it was very pretty and it was like, really fun and, and chaotic. I think when you have like, uh, not that they should be like, like compared directly, but just like the most recent spy comic that Marvel has put out. Black Widow, which was very like, like, I don't, I don't need my spy to have a flying car. Like this ends up with a chase between a flying car and a flying yacht, which sounds great, but I was like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it just seems like we already have superheroes who can do everything. Like, a spy should be a little bit less powered up. Yeah, I, look, I guess, you know, we got we got Black Widow, which is a very gritty and grounded spy comic, and now we're getting the complete opposite of that. So, I, yeah. I, I understand that, you know, that this this is just something very different. And, uh, it, yeah, it, look, it certainly isn't for everyone, like old comics to talk about. Mm. But uh, this is uh, absolutely my shit. Yeah, I was sad that this wasn't my shit. I felt... Like, I really struggled to understand what was going on. And I was very jet-lagged at the time. I, yeah, man, I, to be honest, I read, like, five comics in a row, and I was like, I don't understand any of these. I, is it me, or is it the comics? I broke a record. I, I read 15 comics on a one-hour flight. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I was, like, really impressed. I've never, I, I, that's, like a, that's a PB. That's, PB. That's, like a, that's like a Friday night for me. I'm really cool. I just <laughs> in, sit there, and I smash, like, 20 comics, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? No, but I mean, like, in, in, a, in a short amount. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. do that, too. Don't in worry. In, like, an hour. I'm, I'm very aware of what I'm doing with my life, and I read 20 comics <laughs> on a Friday night, I, too. <laughs> I'm actively choosing to do this. Uh, yeah, um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I'll definitely be sticking with it. Um, and I'm going to give it another issue. I think it's really important that, that, that Marvel do more with this character, too. Yes, totally. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, this is it's also a far cry from the um, the Declan Shalvey, um, Nick Fury Jr. stories that he was doing in the Civil War 2 uh, miniseries. Do you remember that? I'm sorry, I won't stop paying attention. What was that? <laughs> Close your laptop, Siobhan. Sorry. <laughs> stop looking at I stocks. I got an email. I got an email. Um, um, yeah, I get emails too, all right? All right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I realize like you can ask me a question. But the De- Declan Shelby had that excellent Civil War oh, II yeah. miniseries. And I like that is, heaps more. Yeah. I, I, but I think this is very just a different beast. Yeah, this is like a like a fun, fun, sexy version. And I'm not into that, all right? You don't no like, fun. You don't like things. You love things to be fun and sexy. <laughs> That's my favorite. So we're going over from those. There's the two Marvel. Actually, we've got another Marvel number one. Did you read this? I bet you didn't. Oh, I absolutely didn't. <laughs> this is called Guardians of the Galaxy Dream On. I don't know why this exists. You want to find because out with Guardians me? of the Galaxy comes out this week. Yeah, sure. That's why. So why would you release this bizarre comic about them being in like a pit that makes you see your dreams? It's like a purely gag know. heavy... I'm not sure if this is a re- this particular one is a reprint. I think this is a brand new comic. It's written by uh, Mark Sumerak, Andrea DeVito on art. Um, it's just like a really really goofy comic. It's fine, yeah, but it's just like uh, it doesn't tie into anything. It's not, it's not <laughs> particularly in tune with the, with the film version of the Guardians because Groot is the full size Groot, and uh, it doesn't. It's not really in tune with the Marvel Comics version because they're not like stranded on Earth or just about to head out into space. Like so weird. It's just this is this is its own little weird little Guardians tale. So if that's something that is missing from your life, uh, and yeah. for, you know, and you and you're not getting it from the All Ages Guardians of the Galaxy series, which is pretty much this every issue. Uh, you could pick this up, and then you also get a backup, a classic uh, Stanley and Kirby uh, Guardians comic. I think it's Kirby. No, sorry, it's not even Stanley. It's Jim Valentino <laughs> and Steve Montana, Montano. Um, but this is the uh, the 
the origin story of Laserface or something, who apparently what? is going to be in the movie. I don't know. I'm I don't even crying know out loud. I was so... Sh- I can't believe... Like, the movie in... I don't know what it's... Taserface, sorry. Taserface. Oh, that's From better. 1990, this book. Like, the movie is out tomorrow in Australia. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I had no idea. Yeah. Why is it out so soon? Why? It's I don't know. <laughs> Since what? I don't know. I don't know. It just it came out of nowhere for me. I feel like there hasn't been that much press for it or something. Oh, did you not read? Did you read? It's fucking everywhere. It's, they made. <laughs> Look, they I made, don't pay attention to the press for it. They made green Doritos. Oh, you yeah. can buy green Doritos. Yeah, someone the brought them the to um, Emma. Emma, who's a total legend, who comes to um, Queens of Kings, brought them last night. They were foul, really horrible, <laughs> but we ate them all. Um, did you read Monsters Unleashed? I did. One? I left it somewhere in, in one of these piles. Yeah. Um, this is aggressively not my shit. <laughs> this was a, like more mine than the Nick Fury one. Really? That's Which is so it, wrong. What's insane. going on with me? Um, <laughs> this was like this was so fine. You know, like I think this is a totally acceptable. It had Mole Man. Yeah, so it, it had Mole Man, it had MODOK, it had the Mad Thinker, it had the Leader, and it had Mr. Sinister. Yeah. I should love this. You should love I this. I love all those, those And the art guys. was really good fun. Like, this feels like a really fun art is by um, David Bel- Beldion. Beldion. Anyway, it's written by Colin Bunn. I think this is, like, a really good kind of all-ages comic. It's not being sold as such, but I think it's, like, a pretty good fun one if you know a kid who likes, you know. Monsters and yeah, monsters. totally. It's, it's a thing. When I say it's aggressively not my shit, I mean it's because I'm not like twelve. Yeah, but uh, I think I mean, I, you are in some ways. Yeah, in a way, uh, I guess reading this, I um the thing I there, there's there's so much in this book. There's so many characters. Yeah. So we have, there are five bad guys in this book, and then we have this kid kaiju who we were introduced to in the Monsters Unleashed event that Cullen uh, Cullen Bunn wrote, um, teaming up with Elsa Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got his parents. Mm-hmm. You have. He's like, five monsters. Shield, and then you have these five ridiculous, like, personality-less monsters. One of them's funny. Yeah? Why? Because he says everything in the third person. When he goes, the mighty Scrag commands that you explain your activities, for he is genuinely interested in those around him. That was kind of funny. Yeah, you're right. Also, Herbie's in it. Yeah, Herbie's in it. It's great. Uh, yeah, What's th- not to love about this comic book? It's it's fine, everybody. It seems like it's um, designed to sell action figures that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, you'll be able to get the keychain, those weird vinyl keychains first. Oh, of course. Then you'll get the Marvel Legends. Is it, I, I don't know the, the, the order of these things, but you'll be able to get them everywhere soon. Yeah, yeah, of course. In due time. Um, look, I, I, I think this is cool seeing them kind of delve into the world of kaiju and big, yeah. big monsters, but uh, I kind of wish the monsters didn't talk. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that would make me like this more. Maybe, huh? Or if they did, they were like just big, weird, serious people like... Um, like Fin Fang Foom is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. I'm very specific about my monsters. <laughs> uh, monsters Unleashed number one. Those are all the Marvel ones. Jesus, or four. Thank I goodness. thought there were only two. Uh, and we've got some two image number ones as well. One of them is called Plastic. One of them is called Redneck. Nice. Siobhan, what, which one should we review first? Uh, let's go about Plastic first because it was, <laughs> as Levin said when he arrived, this was disgusting. This is maybe the grossest comic I've ever read. It is very gross, guys. But and- in like a... It kind of made me laugh. That's bad. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. It's about... So this is written by um, Doug Wagner and uh, with art by Daniel Hilliard and colours by Laura Martin. Laura Martin is the only one of that creative team that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone else involved in this. And this is basically like an 
former special ops guy who has like a sex doll. Yeah, and he, and he go, takes his sex doll out to dates. He has long conversations with it. He and has sexy adventures with it. They're I'm, pretty gross. And like, like gross adventures. He, yeah, like, like so, gross. He, like most of this comic is spent him fucking his doll in his car and then cleaning and, it. But then for some reason, <laughs> like his. Hit the, the the his like car windows are covered in like like what looks to be like urine, like uh, I think yellow. I think it was like condensation. I think it's supposed to be. Maybe like that's a bad condensation. Oh, gross! It's really icky. This is a really icky. Comic, it was guys. really icky, and then it's, and then it's not just that. That's not even the gross part. Like, like you know, like make a make a comic about a sex doll. I'll read it. That's great. Yeah. But the violence in it is so off putting yeah. and, and foul. Yeah. Um, at one point, he like shoves like a toilet brush in someone's mouth, and there's blood like bursting out of his mouth. And I assumed that all these people were dead after this because of how gruesome it was. Um, he bites but someone's then ear off like it ain't no thing, and and then kicks someone's like kneecap out. It's just like it's so you know it's very invincible style kind of blood everywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say the art really reminds me of Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I kind of liked it though. <laughs> yeah, see, like it's so it's really it is an icky comic, guys. Do not be, do not read this if you want anything other than a really icky time. And it's I like it because he's such a like he's such an unattractive hero. Like we, you don't is really he a have a hero. I think he, yeah. well, he's like he's the sort of protagonist of the book, um, but he's like. I don't know, like at, at the very least, a very sad man. At worst, yeah. he's a really icky, sad man. Um, but I, I enjoyed this. I liked it. This is gross. <laughs> I'm going to read all of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to read a second issue of it. Yeah, I, I felt real gross when I was reading when I was reading it. But now yeah. it's going to be like this weird, weird ex ops who's in love with a doll who's been now conned into doing these like you know, murder missions. Yeah. And there's a sneak peek and he murders people in disgusting ways and every uh, every cover has like a, a severed head in a, in a snaplock bag. Yeah. Covered in blood. Oh boy. It's That's real great. gross. Uh, it's sort of like, like I feel like there's, there's comics that you read when you want to feel disgusting. Like, what's that? Um, what's the Jason Aaron one? That's Bible stories. The, the Goddamned. The Goddamned. Yeah, yeah. That book makes me feel disgusting. He wrote another one called Men of Men of Wrath. Yeah, also which I loved, but that was like that made me feel like, so, it makes so you uneasy. Feel gross. Yeah. Um, but this goes in that pile of things that I will totally read. That makes me feel gross. What about like um, not spread? What's the uh, scalped? Oh, I've never not, read Not Scalp. Scalp. No, Scalp is Jason Aaron. What's the stupid one that Avatar that Garth Ennis did, like, the nine issues of and now it's, like, this enormous... Oh, Crossed. Crossed. Crossed, I, crossed is too far for me. Crossed is, like, horrible. Yeah. Crossed is really horrible. Real yucky. There's got a lot of fans, but it's just... Real yucky fans. Aggressively not for me. Uh, I like that that's, like, a catchphrase. Yeah, phrase. it's good. <laughs> aggressively. I like um, Redneck, number one, by Donny Cates, who we previously very much enjoyed uh, God Country, number one, from. Uh, this is his new book that he uh, put out through Skybound and Image, which is, uh, what's his name? Robert Kirkman's uh, sub-label within Image. Uh, Lisandro Estherin is uh, the artist on this one and colours by D. Kanif. Now, we actually got a preview of this one, which was like a smaller black mm. and white preview that Image sent out. And uh, i got to say that colours on this... Just take this to this book to the next level because yeah, I, totally. I I wasn't actually a, that much of a fan of Lisandro Estherin's art um, on the, in the black and white because he, he just he just has a, a strange way of drawing faces. It's very mm. stylized, um, and uh, but the colors really bring his art style to life, and I, I, I quite enjoyed the art on this book. Yeah, really nice. Oh, uh, this is a uh, like a a vampire book again. Yeah. Um, yep. 
It's it, like it's two things that I feel like we've seen a lot over the last couple of years. It's a vampire book and it's a redneck book. Yeah, southern a southern crime book. Uh, this is them those things together. And uh, we we meet like a family of of vampires, and there's a bunch of you know rowdy teenage boys, and they they can't leave the house, so they, and they're getting restless, so they go out to on to have a night on the town in a strip in a strip club, and things go awry, and it's up to their father to go save the day, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't. He fucks it up actually really badly. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm invested in this story. Yeah, totally. This was like when I heard the concept, I was sort of. Did a bit of an immediate, like, that sounds dumb. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I think it's a really solid first issue and a really compelling um, concept. And I'm keen to see where it goes. Yeah. It's this, I don't think there's one there's, there's one female character in the entire book, the little girl. That's oh, it. yeah. And then there's like like 20, 20 dudes beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, I, I think oh, this well. is... This is like it's a, like you said, it's a solid number one, but it's not on the same level that God Country number one was. If you were wowed by that, you might not be as wowed by this, but it's still good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, over to Dark Horse now. Actually, we're gonna we are gonna be talking about God Country number four later in the episode. But uh, over to Dark Horse for a number one, and probably my favorite comic of the week, uh, The Shaolin mm-hmm. Cowboy Who'll Stop the Rain by Jeff Darrow, who writ- wrote and drew this. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen Jeff Darrow's art, but he is one of the greats. Really, really is. One of the absolute greats. He's a, like one of the few artists who, if, ever, he was, he, if, he, if, he, if he's ever on a, uh, a variant, um, I'll always be there. I'm not a variant dude, but I love getting a Jeff Darrow variant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, colors by uh, Dark Horses, Man of Color, um, Dave Stewart. That is not a good way to describe anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he he does the colors on on most oh, dark, dark Horse books, <laughs> all the good ones at least. Um, the Shaolin Cowboy is a, a character that Jeff Darrow created many years ago, and he is a uh, a Shaolin Cowboy who who chops up zombies. Yeah, it's great. The last Shaolin Cowboy six issue miniseries that came out on Dark Horse maybe three years ago. Uh, two of those six I- issues had no dialogue in them, and it was just like it's the fight starts in issue. One mm. and then just continues for two issues without dialogue. Yeah, and it was just... pretty much just like him spinning around in a circle with a chainsaw, killing zombies. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. Um, his his pencil work is just second to none. I think it's so it's so much detail in here, and and he does. There is like it is at its heart this incredible story of this like you know warrior just fighting his way against all all odds but then there's also like a little bit of like social commentary about what this you know the, what america is mm. um and there's some like you know the, the, just very funny little bits of insight into how shit people can be and uh you know commercialism and mm-hmm. that kind of thing like it's very it's very broad humor but done so quickly and 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 so frequently that it's extremely amusing and Absolutely. and very well targeted um you can pick this up without having read any of uh, the other Shell and Cowboy stuff, but I guarantee you, you'll finish this issue and then be like, okay, I now need to read everything that came before this. Um, they're kind of setting the seeds for this to be a much bigger and more involved story than the last uh, miniseries. I don't think he's just going to be fighting zombie hordes. This uh, looks like he has a extremely righteous crab, a giant crab after him. Oh yeah, and then and an even more giant crab after him at the end. There's heaps of crabs, guys, and they talk. It's like this. This comic is bonkers, and it's really hard to explain because it's like it's a it's an America that we recognize, but also one that we definitely don't because it's got talking Nazi crabs and dinosaurs, um, and dinosaurs and stuff like that. But it's amazing. Like this whole series is incredible, and it's like even if this book had no dialogue, it would be worth picking up. If, but the jokes are very funny. I read it just quickly before we started. 
because I'd missed a copy. Um, and I kept having to stop and read our jokes because yeah. it really made me laugh. It's really, really good. And like I know like making fun of like children on Instagram is, is, is like something that happens all the time. But this made me laugh so much. It's like passing traffic and you hear a woman say, Billy, your Happy Meal photo has eight likes already. I'm so proud. <laughs> I just love that he put up a photo of a Happy Meal. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're someone that loves poring over every detail of a page, this is absolutely the comic for you because absolutely. there are so many little hidden gags. Mm-hmm. Like this makes like Chip Zdarsky's work on sex criminals look lazy because there's you know, the, 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 the amount of gags in the background of every single one of these panels is, is phenomenal. Yep. Great issue. Five out of five, I would say. Yeah, easily. Totally. Uh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shaolin Cowboy. Who'll Stop the Rain? I'm very much excited about reading this month to month. Mm-hmm. Probably just going to get six issues of, 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 of hopefully the same quality that we see in number one. you got to assume so. Uh, over to World Reader, number one. And this is written by Jeff Loveness, who uh, has had some very disappointing news come his way uh, in that he's learnt that uh, the um, Novak book that he writes with... Um, uh, the the dude the, the artist that he writes Ramon Perez Perez uh, he's been cancelled yeah that's devastating I'm um, so, so sad about so that the, the seventh issue of that and we we love that series is going to be the last issue I think you know and we can talk on it when that when that final issue comes out but I think it's just having those two novas together alienates the fans of both of them because young people like Sam Alexander and don't know who Richard Ryder is yeah and Richard Ryder fans are old and don't want to see some upstart little kid. Yeah. And I'm yeah. one of the very few people that are a fan of both. Yeah. And uh, the comic um, was absolutely I for don't me. really care about either, but I enjoy that series <laughs> a lot. Uh, it's a real bummer that that's going, but uh, you should support this writer because he's a great writer and mm-hmm. uh, this is a new book he has out. Um, it's called World Reader um, and uh, the artist on this is Juan Doe and colors by Rachel Deering. It's out through um, Aftershock um, and this is probably the best looking Aftershock book I've seen. The, the, the I don't art know. Heathen is like... That's Beautiful. not Aftershock, that's Vault. Oh, yep. Then, <laughs> fuck me. Whatever. Um, I got confused. Yeah, this is a beautiful book and like a really genuinely interesting concept, something like different in the sort of sci-fi, but like spiritualist, almost sci-fi Yeah, well, this is like landscape. A, a rare number one in that it entirely just sets the mood. Mm-hmm. Like there's a small amount of world building. We barely know anything about the characters or where this story is going to go mm. after number one but it's an incredibly intriguing look and the artwork is fantastic yeah so this is a character who um like they're they're exploring like we found out that there is life on other worlds but they all died a really long time ago so now there are these teams of astronauts just going around exploring these dead worlds trying to find out what happened and our um our hero is a woman who can talk to the ghosts on the planets and s- sort of find out what happened um, and this is like that. If that doesn't grab you, then you're boring. Yeah, because I love that. So I guess yeah, we're we're we're, we're going to find out what happened, and also we're going to hopefully see these astronauts save what little humanity is left. Mm. Uh, so this is going to be a pretty compelling and crazy series, um, especially if it's like of this caliber again, like another really strong number one that doesn't do what number ones usually do and yeah. over explains or under explains. It just absolutely just sets the mood, lets you know what the concept of the book is in a really strong way. Yep, agreed. And like the colors, um, it almost reminds me of like Fraser Irving. Yes, it's like that absolutely. kind of digital color, but like crazy clashing kind of pastel neons. I don't really know how to explain. No, it, but you, it's, you it's did amazing. a great job, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. This is a this is another real real strong one this week for me. 
Yep, agreed. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Haven, which is uh, comes out through Vault Comics, and mm-hmm. we have two more Vault number ones, which I was really excited to read after because I'd, I'd not read any Vault comics before mm. before Haven. I was like, oh wow, more comics as good as Haven. Heathen was their first series. Yeah, there you go. Right. So I know know fuck all about publishing and comics. (laughs) It should be Jim's podcast. It should Um, be Jim's podcast. Imagine a Jim podcast. I would listen to that. (laughs) Um, Don't encourage me to swear more, Jim. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Vault have two more comics coming out this week. And unfortunately, they're not quite as good as Heathen. Uh, but they definitely, uh, at least one of them, uh, intrigued me enough. Uh, I think both these comics actually suffer from moving way too quickly mm. uh, and uh, something that I would love to have seen them build up towards over the course of three issues. They just kind of cram into the first one. Uh, we've got two comics. One of them is called uh, Colossi. I didn't read that one. I right. missed out on a bunch of comics this week. Uh, Guys, so sorry. this is um, written by Ricardo Mo, uh, art by Alberto Muriel with colors by Stellaria. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is a book about... I guess it's like set in the future. You have a, a, a kind of space bus pilot cool. uh, who um, takes off late and then suddenly like is trans- transported into another world. And uh, the the motley crew of people on this bus uh, basically have to try and survive in this new world. Uh, and everything is real giant. So there are giant animals. There are giant, big giant scorpions, giant cats. And then they realize they're just, they're like, they're, they're, just small in this in this teeny. enormous version of their world, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was really fun and, and 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 cool, but yeah, way too much happened in this first issue. Like a couple of them were already dead. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe it's just a, it's, it's a mini series. Um, but uh, I'm I'm on board for this series. It's it's interesting enough to to keep me keep me invested. Yeah, that sounds fun. The other book that came out this week was Failsafe, and this is written by uh, another creative team I've not read anything from. Um, F.J. DeSanto and Todd Farmer wrote this one with art by Federico Delocchio. My pronunciation is on point this you week. You are just nailing it. <laughs> I love that you only say nailed it when I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this is... Uh, oh, you, you can describe this one because I forget. It's sort of like... It's like, whoa... The government made crazy super soldiers that are like sleeper agents and they're crazy robot guys and they thought that they got rid of all of them but now they're coming back and so this guy who was put in charge of killing all of them has to come out of retirement one last time to kill a bunch of robot people. Yeah. There Is are, that good? <laughs> there, it was perfect. Thank you. I, I was like, that's right. That's exactly what happened. I don't need to reread this ever again. <laughs> it wasn't bad by any means. It just felt like a very familiar story and it kind of yeah. went everywhere I thought it was going to go and I don't really feel compelled to read another issue. Yeah, and it's something that like, I always really enjoy. There's a... Because one of the characters who doesn't know that she's a sleep agent is like a business lady and so there's a sick bit where like she rips a slit in her dress and is doing like sick high kicks in her... Um, sensible suit that made me laugh um <laughs> there were a couple of like art wise a couple of like weird moments like i didn't realize that this character was supposed to be his daughter because she was presented so like sexily i thought i assumed that that was his girlfriend up until um they were like we've got your daughter I was yeah, like, oh you right. have a weird relationship with your daughter <laughs> um like yeah like this was just fine to me i'm i quite enjoyed it but i probably not enough to make me read any more you know like i think well, this is kind of a concept that we've seen if quite a bit in comics mm-hmm. um like the omac project or i'm or, sure there's more or, or, or all the other comics that we just say are fine and don't read a second issue yeah on. yeah um but like yeah this didn't offend me but it didn't grab me either the cover was way cooler than anything else it was a beautiful color that's like that's what had me very excited yeah so i uh, get this for the cover take the middle out put it on your wall 
do something else with the metal. Nice. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> that is uh, First Things First for this week. All of last week's number one issues reviewed for you. If you want to come and discuss them with us, you can absolutely do so. Facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast is our almost 800 member strong Facebook group. Whoa. Featuring lots and lots of comic fans talking about comics nonstop. Everyone yeah. arguing respectfully. <laughs> That's with, the nicest thing. With me. Uh, sh- more Shaking my band hammer <laughs> sometimes, not very often. It, it's very rarely, in very fact. Very rarely. It's only <laughs> happened a couple of times. Uh, but uh, no, we love comic, talking about comics with comic, comic readers like yourself. So please come and join the conversation with us, and uh, you know, recommend some things that maybe we're not reading, or, or, or tell us that we we got it wrong. We recommended you something dud. Yeah, please do. I love that. That's real my guilty. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to move on from uh, the most hated segment of the show. I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to describe first things first now. <laughs> To the most beloved, everybody, it's time for the extremely easy to uh, talk about. Roll the dice once, twice, thrice <laughs> for Marvel, Image, or DC. I've got, a, I've got a very cool six-sided dice. It's green. It's got white spots. Whoa. Uh, to paint a good picture for you listeners. I'm going to roll it, and uh, if it rolls a one and two, we're going to review Marvel for Marvel. Um, if we roll a three and a four, we're going to roll re- review image, and it reviews, rolls a five and six, we're going to roll DC. I love it's, this segment; could it's be beloved. More could be more simple. So, roll number one is a number one. That means we're going to review Marvel first, and nice. then we're going to do number three with image for second, and then DC. Great. I thought it's the third week in a row we've done that. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, Marvel first. How are we going to? We're going to tackle some some big stuff. Should we do, get all the secret empire stuff out of the way first? Yeah. Um, I read Thunderbolts number 12. Oh, yeah. I kind of wanted to, but then just didn't. Um, yeah, you made the good choice. Thanks. <laughs> I never I never gelled with the art on this one by um, uh, John Mallon. Uh, it's written by Jim Zub. Uh, this is actually the final issue of this. Yeah. Uh, it you know, straight up kind of sets up this, the, what, what happened to all the Thunderbolts when Baron Zemo came back to lead them and they betray Bucky and... Uh, that that girl who's a cosmic cube is no more. Oh no! What happens to her? She dies. Um, yeah, she gets they expl- she she gets exploded. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if that even happened in this or in Captain America, but yeah, she's she's she she's she gone. gone. I saw that they were collecting pieces of a cosmic cube, and I assumed that she was no longer in girl form. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then Bucky's been taken hostage by Baron Zemo, so that's where he is. Um, I think I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, he has. And yeah, then he, he gets like. It looks like in Captain America, he also gets exploded. All right, let's do, let's do this one next. Uh, Captain yeah, America. <laughs> that's fine. Steve Rogers, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about Thunderbolts. I read it because I want, just wanted to read the tie-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for someone that says he hates events, I sure do love it, making sure I read you every single thing about every, him. all the bits of them. You know what makes me laugh about Secret Empire is I feel like the banner looks really dated. Like all of the sort of like banner art for it that's across all of the tie-in issues looks really like... 80s or something. Yeah, maybe not in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say not enough buttons in Secret Empire. I agree. Maybe that might give DC the edge this week. Um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, issue number 16, written by Nick Spencer. Uh, pretty not great art by Kevin Lebranda, uh, Yildere Sinar, and then John Mallon from Thunderbolts does a bunch of pages in here too. Yeah, this was confusing. There was like the the difference of the pages was um, jarring. And none of them were especially good to me, to my eye. Yeah, and so this is dealing pretty much what 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 Zemo does with uh, with Bucky, um, and it's pretty cool. He he basically puts him on a plane wing, um, just like he originally died in World War Two, mm-hmm. and shoots him up into into the air to explode. Great. I wonder if he did. Hopefully not. Got to assume not. But uh, 
Yeah, we get a bunch of... Uh, we get, this also sets up a lot of what we see happen in The Secret Empire number zero. I wasn't sure what to read when. Yeah, this <laughs> said at the beginning of Captain America was like, you have to read Thunderbolts first. And I was like, well, I'm just not going to do that. Well, so I think it was supposed to go Thunderbolts, this, then Secret Empire. That well, would have been my... This is ridiculous, right? So I read Secret Empire Zero, then I read Captain America, then I read Thunderbolts, and then I also read US Avengers. Oh, is that Number five, well. which ties in too. And the first, so I read it last... Oh. And then I open it. On on the first page, it says, Warning, read this issue before Steve Rogers' Captain America. <sighs> Why wouldn't you just say, read USA Avengers first in Captain America? I don't understand. Yeah. Don't say... I don't know. It doesn't That's work. Confusing. It doesn't work ever. Um, US Avengers was actually quite fun. Um, it dealt with uh, with Steve Rogers basically trying to like really intimidate um, Roberto da Costa, um, who is the leader of uh, the US Avengers. And then, uh, yeah, it dealt with like how... What, what all the, what what this team is going to be doing in Secret Empire? Basically, like Captain America is trying to take him down, um, and uh, Cannonball and Smasher, who have a baby together, uh, want to leave Earth and go back into space. Um, I like good, the series. Good call. You were in the series? No, you got dropped it. Yeah, I did. It didn't grab me. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I think Roberto de Costa is a great character, so I, I'm, I'm always going to stay on board to see what his involvement in this event is going to be. This event is really hard to talk about. There's a lot of like timelines and stuff going on in this. Like we keep flashing back, especially in like in the main in Captain America, Steve Rogers, we keep flashing back to find out more of like the secret history. And there's so many levels of like, Oh no, this has been rewritten, but actually this is the real history. No, this has been rewritten and you're the only one who remembers it, Steve <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And there's lots of like, there's a lot happens in this issue. Like a lot of people, explode themselves and explode other people and that's weird you loved it Siobhan loved it I loved it it. if you can hear that in my voice I loved it Um, you know what I did love there were a couple of issues that came out this week that had nothing to do with Secret Empire that were very very good even though they were saying goodbye to things quite a few goodbyes um, or Mm. or setups for goodbyes about um, happening this week Uh, Star-Lord by Chip Zdarsky and Chris Anker um, comes to an end Um, there's one more annual left which is going to wrap it? it up yeah, and this has been a great... Well, I mean, so basically this is... It's not really like... It's not like this series has been cancelled and a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, Star-Lord, there's no more solicits. It's been cancelled. I think this has always been a mini-series, but I think Marvel should stop being transparent and maybe say one of six. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just Agreed. saying, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, this is all the grounded stuff. So this and our beloved Rocket Raccoon by Matt Rosenberg, mm-hmm. they're just six-issue minis okay, that, that cool. kind of fill in this gap while... Before they relaunch Guardians of the Galaxy with Jerry Duggan, which I'm really excited for, actually. Yeah. I think I've realized that Jerry Duggan might be my favorite writer at Marvel. Really? Like, not besides Jason Aaron. Right. Like, like, like new, newer favorite. Someone that's really grown into a really great writer. Hmm. Um, and, and so much so that I actually feel compelled to read all of his Deadpool soon. Oh, wow. Which is something I never thought I would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, gra- Grounded um, arc for Star-Lord was written by Zadarsky and Anchor and uh, Colors by Matt Wilson. And uh, this uh, kind of wrapped up the story of uh, of him having of, of Star-Lord having to do community service mm-hmm. and uh, his beautiful friendship with Old Man Logan uh, was an absolute highlight of this yep. series and in particular this issue. Um Logan like puts down um, Star Lord for slut shaming him. Yep, incredible. <laughs> and then uh, gives him a, a half naked man hug. Yep. Um, and uh, it's 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 the exact thing that Star Lord needs. It absolutely is. Um, it's the thing we all need. Guys. There, there's actually I I, I love that this is the last issue because it's one of the rare, rare time where everything wraps up really nicely. Yeah, they did a really good job. Like Javelin gets a cool ending as well. Like she's reopening the bar um, that was Black Cat's. It's really sick. 
think yeah. they did a good job of that. She's a beautiful old lady. And there's an ama- amazing moment where Starlord thinks that she's seducing him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, he, and he's really on board for yeah. it, which I loved. It was just like, not like, normally people would be like, oh, no, this gross old lady. Ugh. And he's like, hell yeah. Yeah, starts like <laughs> taking off his tie. And she's like, oh, no, I've been having sex with old man Logan. It's the best. This is a really great series. And I think, look, I think Marvel in a really good position now with which they certainly weren't in when the first Guardians movie yeah. came out because they they fucked up Guardians of the Galaxy immediately by putting Bendis on it and mm. turning Rocket Raccoon into a, like a murderer. Yeah. And just not really getting the characters right. They they, they don't they, they weren't in line with what they were in the um Lanning and Abnett run and they also weren't in line with what they are in the movie. So I don't know, yeah, it was weird. It's that was a very weird run and I wonder mm. you know if we have any listeners that stuck with it for the entire uh run of Guardians of the Galaxy by Bendis, you know, where, where are you now? Are you, are you happy with what what he did? Let mm. us know. I'm Love I'm very it. very curious. If it's, if it's something that I should go back and read, I'm I'm open to that. Uh, I really did not enjoy like the first couple issues, so I just jumped jumped the fuck off. No, I don't think I ever read it. Um but with Guardians of the 2 coming out this week, sorry, Guardians of the 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 coming out this week. I think they're you know, with this grounded thing, you know, they had two great, very unique runs for Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon and um and, and Star Lord, and now a new creator coming to Guardians. I, I, I'm and also um, Kuda, Aaron Kuda is doing the art on that Guardians book. I don't know who that is. Uh, he did um that really, really uh, stupid Death of X event most recently, but the art was phenomenal. I don't remember. He has like a really great cartoony vibe to him. I'll check it out. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to read Guardians comics again, mm. everybody. First, now, first we got X Men back. Now we got Guardians back. I'll miss Chris Anchor on this book, though. Yeah, I hope he draws he, a beautiful Peter. Well, we're getting we're getting an incredible looking annual, and it's a Chris Anchor cover at the very least of him on a horse riding a space horse shooting a laser. Amazing. In, it's in like in a Western world where it looks like a celestial is carved into a stone in the background. Oh, great! It's a great cover. Um, so yeah, bye bye Star Lord. Thank you for being great. Uh, world of Wakanda, um, Black Panther's World of Wakanda spin-off series, which is. Uh, uh, well, it's, it isn't actually written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. He is a consultant on this mm. book. Uh, this issue was written by Rembert Brown. This is the last issue of World of Wakanda. And uh, this checks in with a character who I guess is going to start entering Black Panther, um, his world. Um, this is a character introduced in um, Christopher Priest's Black mm-hmm. Panther run. Um, what's his name? White Tiger. White Tiger. He was, he was White Tiger. He's Kevin Casper Cole. Um, and so he's living in New York, um, as, as working as a detective, and he gets summoned by Black Panther to put his costume on and uh, find someone who's been smuggling uh, vibranium. Classic. Uh, I thought this was like a pretty by-the-numbers crime book, but mm-hmm. it was pretty, still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I sort of, um, like, I think that it was definitely written by someone who hasn't written a comic before, which is like, like that's not a huge criticism by any means. Um, Rabbit Brown just... is, is, a, is, a, is a goat. I really like him. He's a really, oh, yeah? really good person on, on, on Twitter. Oh, okay. Does he do anything else? Is he just um, I'll look that up while you say what, what you liked about um, it. <laughs> and the art wasn't, like, spectacular. But it introduced me to this character in a fairly, like, you know, decent way. I'm looking forward to the rest um, of what comes in this sort of new Black Panther, you know, all the Black Panther spin-off series. Because I think this character is now going to show up, what, in the crew, I guess? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, Rambit Brown is a writer who who does pop culture, politics, and sports. He's right for Grantland. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Because there were a couple of moments where like it just didn't quite gel for me in terms of like what was happening on panel and then what was being said. And there were a couple of moments where like it didn't quite like from panel to panel. I lost the lost what was going on a little bit. Um, but I think that's the kind of thing that just comes with like having written many more comics. Like I think Tony yes. Coates is a way better comic book writer at the end of his you know 
Oh yeah, you, you didn't get issues. to talk about the crew number one, but I, what, what a massive difference yeah. the number one of that was to the first Black Panther. Absolutely, like, I really enjoyed that. Me too. We we loved it. Our favorite book of last week, I think. Um, Joe Bennett did the pencils on this one, and uh, the colors were by Rochelle Rosenberg. Again, she's very good. Um, I loved the white tiger costume in this. It's just like just like this stark white, no yeah. texture costume. It looks so great. But then at the end of the issue, he gets given a new costume that has like fucking pockets on it. Yes, pockets. That's not cool. Also, is it confusing? Because isn't like, is, is he connected to, there's the female white tiger also who's like got the spirit of a tiger in her or something, the Latina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been many white tigers. Yeah, right. But this seem, he seems like not connected to that at all. Just yeah. has the same name. Confusing. But um, cool. Another reason that I need to go back and read um, Christopher Priest's uh, Black yeah. Panther on. I've not read all of it. I've read some of it. I need to do the whole thing. So, mm. yeah. Look, I'm, I love how much Black Panther we get in our lives now, though. Yeah, it's really nice. It's real great. Um, the Punisher, uh, second last issue of this arc at the very at the very least. Hopefully not the run, because I've really enjoyed this. Uh, Becky Cloonan has written this, um, and art on this one is by Matt Horak. Colors by Frank Martin. Uh, this was yeah. just like a fight issue. I really liked it. Becky Glennon writes great fight issues. Yeah, she really does. Like every second issue of this series has been that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, this has just been a really fun, high energy P- Punisher book. It's not mm-hmm. brooding. Um, it has small, quiet moments, but most part it's just like action, action, action. Yeah. Raging, bloodshot eyes running at each other. Yeah. It's an incredible image of uh, of Punisher diving into the into dark water. And as he, you see, like his, you know, the skull on his t-shirt, but it almost kind of transforms into the the, the ripples in the water. Like it's mm. a really cool image. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it looks like the next the next issue is absolutely just going to be a fight to the death with uh, the the mercenary, other, like the ex mercenary character in this yeah. book as well. And I love like um, is it what's a uh, Agent Ortiz, the um, DEA agent who's also tracking the Punisher, like such a great character, developed so well by Becky Cloonan over the course of this series. Um, I really love this book. Yeah, um, you know, what I was uh, talking about on uh, on the series issues Facebook group recently um, mm. is uh, the Greg Rucker Punisher run and mm. the girl he introduced in that, which is someone whose li- whose life almost mirrored the Punisher. She loses everyone that she loves mm. in the first issue of his run and her struggle to not become the Punisher. Mm. And it looks like at one you know, people argued that, that he, she was absolutely being set up to be the Punisher, but mm. they, that's not where they go with the story in the end. But I, I wonder what happened to that character. What, if we'll mm. ever see her again, because she was really good. I liked her a lot. Mm. She was like a Marine. And her, her, everyone gets gunned down at her wedding in the first oh, issue. Heavy. Yeah, it's no good, but it's a, it's a, it's a great run. Mm. Highly recommended if you like Punisher. Uh, Doctor Strange number 19 is uh, also the second last issue of the run by Jason Aaron and Chris Pacello. Oh, I'll miss that team. I loved this issue too. This yeah, is, it was uh, great. I, loved, I just love, you know, this, this, the, the entire theme behind this run is that there are, there are consequences to using dark arts and mm-hmm. magic. And uh, Doctor Strange is aware of them and, and a lot of people that he faces aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this was a, you know, and also his connection with Wong, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, this new, new being called Misery that they're fighting. Oh, that, see that, that ad there? That's Aaron Cooter. Oh, okay. Yep. I like that. I pointed out that there's a Guardians of the Galaxy ad in this book. That's, and it's Aaron Cooter or not. Looks good. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of art, Chris Pacello, this is, you know, one of the best books I've seen him on, I think. Yeah, totally. Um, and he, and he really he, sort of like, um, like grew into this one. Definitely. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, this, this multi-tentacled mouthed monster that mm. is misery is perfect for him to draw. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't make a more Chris pacello character if you mm-hmm. tried. Uh, it's going to be funny, like, seeing um, this character, is it Zelda? Um, yeah. Uh, drawn by other people because I just, it looks like such a um, Pacello creation to me. 
Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, I think she, his roles are so lovely. Um, but uh, yeah, this this is a really really nice wrap up of the story. I think the, mm-hmm. the next one's going to be more of more of a kind of wrap up and, and set up for the future as well. But yeah, this is a this is a great issue, a great run that I'll miss dearly. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Dan Mora did the cover of the next issue. Ah, Our boy Dan Mora. So yeah, I mean, nice. he he likes drawing sexy men with beards, and that's what Doctor Strange is, everybody. Yep. So uh, those are the farewells or almost farewells. And we've got three more issues that I read. I didn't read any of those. Uh, just quickly, Invincible Iron Man number six uh, by Brian Bendis, Stefano Caselli, all about Ironheart. Uh, getting a little testing. Not really enjoying it as much as I was a couple of issues ago, but it's uh, it's pretty effortless to read. So I will continue reading it. End review. Oh, it looks like she's going to join the champions. Maybe. That's a good That's a good decision. Is it? I guess. I don't know. I'm not reading the champions. Yeah, so me yeah. neither. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I read Royals number two. Don't read oh, this one anymore? No, I just missed it. I think we sold out of it by King at Kings by the time I got back from you can You can borrow this one. From the um, Al Ewing and uh, Steve Silas. Sorry, How John, was it? John Bay Mayers and, and Thony Silas, sorry. Uh, artists. Uh, yeah, it, this is like the... It's not much happens in this issue, and then the final page, something real cool happens. You know Ooh. how I was asking, "Where's Maximus the Mad?" Yeah. Well, there's a unbelievable, there. <laughs> there's an unbelievable reveal at the end, and I, and I was like, "This is a bit boring." And then that happened, and I was like, "Oh, I love this book. I didn't <laughs> just love Maximus the Mad so yeah, much." He's the best. Uh, so yeah, uh, Maximus fans, fret not. He's, he's, he's on board the Royals train. Nice. I'm going to read that. Uh, finally, I read uh, issue 19 of Daredevil by Charles Sewell and Soul and Matt Laming. Uh, and uh, this is, they're still telling the story of how he tricked everybody into not remembering that he was Daredevil. Um, but this is a cool issue in that it, um, it's like him and the Purple Man in like a, in, 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 in Daredevil's mind where there are all these different iterations of, of Daredevil. Mm. So you have like the yellow Daredevil who's like, you know, telling telling Matt he needs to go back to his roots. And then there's mm. like the um, like wisecracking San Francisco um, lawyer version of, of, of Matt Murdock. And then there's like the, a, a, like the dark um, costume that he wears in the Netflix series, mm. Matt Murdock. It's, it's fun. Um, I, I still I don't find this that compelling. Like, you know, anything that fills the blanks in something that happened. Uh, is never that compelling. Also, it's a flashback issue, but but uh, it has a it has the champions in it, oh. which doesn't make sense to me. But it's whatever. Confusing. Like Ironheart's in this issue, and, and, and it's a flashback issue that I, I guess is over a year ago, hmm. right? I don't know. Yeah, confusing. Anyway, I feel um, like the timeline in the Marvel universe is just hella confusing at the moment. All screwy. Yes. Um, but Secret Empire is going to fix everything. Don't worry, guys. With no buttons. Uh, image books now. Yay. It was a great book week for Image. Yeah, you, uh, so many, you read heaps more Image books. So many, yeah, let's start with the ones that you read. What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Sex Shin Criminals. Bone. This is the top. Uh, Sex Criminals, issue number 18 by Fraction and Zadarsky. I mean, I don't know if you know this about this book, but we love it. It's real good, guys. And this was a great issue. Like, they did that sort of excellent thing of like, in the last issue, there was a pretty big like, whoa, crazy cliffhanger with little little naked dudes yep. everywhere. And that does not get addressed at all in this issue. This is kind of more of a introspective issue, mostly about John, I guess, and his relationship and sex issues and, and we see too- his inability to communicate act- adequately. We re- revisit the relationships of um, some of the characters that aren't the main characters. And I think yeah. that, that was some of my favorite stuff in the book. Um, there's, a, there's an explanation of... Of, of I guess what you could call slut shaming from one of the characters mm-hmm. that I think was really well done, and plus yeah. there's an unbelievable uh, sequence where the. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ex-porn star who's been fired from her university mm-hmm. job because they found out she was an ex-porn star basically has to revisit the world of, of porn conventions. Yeah. Uh, and there's an incredible like transformation of her, you know, Scholar self to her, um, what, what's a co- cocaine Saint Clair or something? Jasmine Saint, Saint Cocaine, cocaine yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that means that she goes to a porn convention, which means sight gags galore. By, so by good, chips. so funny. Some of them are Sexual so funny. Gary shows up, and then some of them are so so like just really stupid. Like him basically like drawing with the tiniest pen he's got, just like. The, just like, you know, just a dirty word on a magazine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's so many hidden willies in this um, in this one panel of the... Yes. Of the, of um, the convention. porn convention. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's amazing. Um, and then like, there's like, you know, actual jokes on some of the, um, you know, the magazines that we can see. And then there's one like, that just says, great tits. <laughs> That's one of the magazines you can get. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I love it. A great issue. And, you know, really explores relationships... Yeah. You know, even though these people have, like, you know, time-stopping sex powers, uh, it's still, like, you know... It's a romance comic at its heart, guys. And I do like because, like, you know, we get romance comics and then we get sexy comics, but there's very little um, attention paid to, like, regular sex in relationships. And, like, that's a a really vital and important part of most relationships. Um, And so it's really cool to see that actually addressed in a comic. And I'm always shocked when something happens off panel in this comic. I always assume that they're just going to show us everything, um, but they're still they're still keeping keeping a few secrets. But it's it's so great, and, and Chip Zdarsky's the best, and, and Matt Fraction's the best. And yes, and there's it. an excellent letters column too, which is always worth reading. Yeah, the letters column is always like <laughs> I love because you can never quite tell whether they're going to respond to something really seriously or just with like a really rude joke, and I love it. Yeah, what, what do you prefer? I like the rude jokes yeah, me always. Too. Me too. Uh, Rick Remender put out two books this week, and they're both books that Siobhan doesn't read, but Yay! I do. Uh, Black Science number 29. This is so good. Like, if you have, for whatever reason, dropped off Black Science and were, like, waiting for it to, like, be complete, I would, like, I highly recommend catching up and reading this month to month with me. It's one of my favorite books that come when it comes out each month. And it is, 
a rare book that's able to juggle so many genres. Like in, mm. in this issue alone, it's like, you know, it's still a sci-fi book. It's still a time travel, oh, sorry, you know, dimension travel book. But it's also a horror book. It has supernatural themes. There are superheroes. Um, it, it, there's a fant- high fantasy element. It's just, it does, it does everything. And it, and it juggles so many crazy threads of plot so well. Like something that happened issues and issues ago will suddenly come back as a major threat. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible book. So um, Rick Romando, Matteo Scalera, and Moreno Denisio doing incredible work on this book. I rave about it every time it comes out. But for a t- there was a time before I rec- started this podcast uh, where I was not enjoying this book at all. Mm. And uh, now it's one of my favorites, and that's just the the, the power of Romando. Yeah, totally. Like I th- I feel like I did I did drop off that book, but I've been so massively rewarded by sticking with um, some of his other books like Deadly Class and even um, Tokyo Ghost. I sort of went through a period of really not liking that, and then I loved. You yeah, see, I dropped it after the first issue, and now yeah. I'm, like, I'm a I'm a real dummy. Um, yeah, so I think some he's a, he's a writer that's worth sticking with a lot of the time. Yeah, like, and, I, and I'm currently like not struggling, but like I'm not as on board with um, what's the extremely high fantasy one that he does with Opeña at the moment? Not Opeña. Um, the other one, you know what it's called, Acuna. Um, you know what? It's going to be in in the back of this one here. It's, uh, no, it's not Acuna either. Who is it? Um, oh god, this is so boring, isn't it? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Oh, uh, seven to uh, seven to eternity. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one with. Um, yeah, it is Jerome Pena. Um, that that book is not. It's not my favorite of his, but yeah, I stick but with it because yeah. it probably will be at some point. Absolutely. Uh, his other book that came out this week was Low, the um the book that he draws with. Someone, I'm, I'm just not not remembering anyone's name this week. We're both really tired. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I was up till uh, till 4 a.m. Um, I, I recorded um, The Weekly Planet yesterday. Oh, cool. I was a guest on The Weekly Planet yesterday. Thanks to Meso and Mr. Sunday for having me. Uh, and I was also a guest on The Little Dum Dum Club while I was in Melbourne, too. I, I played their like, drunk cast at the closing of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Exciting. And uh, it was very messy. I, I DJed for that. I was just playing terrible drops, basically. <laughs> it was real fun. I got, I got Archie to like insult Tommy and I oh, recorded so it and nice. I was just dropping it repeatedly. That's the best. Real good fun. Uh, Greg Ticini is the artist on Low. This is the uh, underwater like survival exploration book uh, about a family and the family's members are increasingly dead with each issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more and more dead. Uh, this is another book that like will be like creepingly down and then suddenly like a, 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 it will hit like a high adventure um, note and now this is just kind of setting up the next challenge faced by our poor family that just keep getting shit on by this underwater world with no uh, way to live in it. Sounds fun. It's really fun, everybody. It's a great book. Uh, highly recommended. Royal City number two. Holy moly, what a book. Um, we have not sung the praises of Lemire yet. Unfortunately, Moon Knight didn't ship this week oh. uh, to, to Australia. So everyone else that reads comics not um, in Australia um, or like digitally, uh, you were able to read it. We were not. Um, but if Don't we had, tell me what happened. If we had have read it, that would have made a massive Lemire week because mm. uh, Royal City number two came out uh, from Image. We got Black Hammer number seven from Dark Horse, and he put out a graphic novel that I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode called Roughneck. Yeah, he actually finished that in like 2015. I was reading, um, but it was just like publishing schedule stuff that yeah, yeah, it right. got it got caught up. So it's exciting to see that in print. And I missed a copy because it sold out. Thanks a lot, Kings Comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm just bewildered that he's able to create as much art and and and, and writing that he's that he that he is. Like he's extremely like he's extremely pro- prolific, and he's doing. He's putting out such great work at 
the moment, but it's really like amazing. I'm so like I'm so shocked by people like him and Jason Aaron who work on so many books, and Jeff Lemire is possibly even more impressive because he's also an artist. Yes, and uh, Royal Royal City is one of the books that he's um, writing and drawing at the moment. Uh, we loved the first issue, and uh, guess what, everybody loved the second one too. Loved it. Um, so Lemire will do like you know occasionally these very grounded um, stories, like you know, and, and they're usually his creator own. They're normally graphic novels, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what what um, Roughneck is. That's what um, uh, Essex County was. That's mm-hmm. what Underwater Welder was, more or less. There mm-hmm. were like what little kind of visions in that. But that's about as weird as that got. But he also does do extremely high concept weird stuff too, like you know Sweet Tooth and Black Hammer. Trillion. And there's a moment in this where you think yeah. it's going to be oh shit, there's like space exploration in this in this book. It looked like a Trillium crossover. Um, and then suddenly it's revealed that that character is on a film set, and yes. I thought that was a really great psych out. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, basically, we're learning more about this this family and the relationships they have with each other. Um, we don't really get much more of the um, oh, we do actually the the iteration of of, of their the the dead sibling mm-hmm. uh, who Tommy. who who everyone is able to see at different ages mm. uh, in their in their minds. Um, and uh, yeah, we see like the uh, ri- ri- we see a lot of Richie, the kind of uh, the the black sheep of the family. Uh, no good nick of the family. Yeah, and uh, like you know, there's a lot of tragedy at the heart of this. Even like you know, I guess like the the most together character is so far from together. You know, yeah, and, and like he hasn't even started a book that's well overdue, and you know, he's in a kind of you know writer's block slump. His marriage is falling apart. I think the things the the bits that um, like this is such a like family drama style book but it's so sort of raw feeling like the sequence where um what's his name sorry is it who's this guy the beardy one with the glasses pat pat when he's talking to his mum, that bit just really like that sort of mother-son relationship really got me yeah (laughs) it's really difficult to read and it's hard but it's amazing there's a distance there but you can tell that like you know he's her favorite yeah, and the mum yeah. doesn't like the mum's not nice. She's not like a nice person, and she's sort of admits that. Yeah, um, and it's very, yeah, it's, it's real. It, it feels real. It really does. Yeah. It really does. It feels very raw and very honest, and I really love this. And uh, his art's brilliant. It's in brilliant. This series. And the colors on this one are incredible too. Yeah, he color, yeah, he does. He does it all. Yeah, like Jesus it's all Christ. sort of beautiful watercolors and. And yeah. I undersold him. You know what else? What. He wrote Descender this oh week too. Oh my god! Too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so Descender is uh, the, the uh, kind of uh, uh, space robot book that he does with Dustin Nguyen. This is uh, issue twenty-one, written by Jeff Lemire, of course. So that's wow! That's four single issues and a graphic novel in the in the one week. Pretty happy amazing. Jeff Lemire. Happy <laughs> Jeff. Happy Lamore Lemire <laughs> week, everybody. No, let's not call that. <laughs> the, you don't want to call the episode that? No, Lamore Lemire. <laughs> um, or, or can we call it? The secret button. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Descender number 21 uh, just continues this fun epic. This is the end of book four. Uh, And uh, yeah, we we basically, this is the start of a massive war. Um, The 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 robots have risen um, after being basically targeted by humans and and outlawed everywhere. Um, There's a five-part Descender event coming in June called Rise of the Robots. And this uh, this sets that up. Um, It's it's, again, if if you fell off on this one, uh, high time that you catch up by by this tra- inter- um, this this trade when it comes out and catch up. It's it's gotten really good. Um, yeah, I really and, uh, 
I like I like that. Like uh, I, I, I can't remember which other book it is, but there's another book that's like you know a creator own book that only puts out. It's still it's not putting out any extra issues. It's not tying in with anything, but they're just saying it's an event. Yeah, so I love weird. that. Yeah, I, like I, it's great. It's, it's great, funny. Yeah. But. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Jeff Lemire, busy boy, always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, God Country number four, written by Donny Cates, uh, art by Jeff Shaw. Um, you were not enjoying this after yeah. issue three, and, and to be you- honest, I didn't read this just because I was like, I need to prioritize. Yep, I so get, I, I, I feel you. Um, I would recommend this. I think this yeah. is a return to form for the series, um, and uh, you know, I feel like you weren't very on board with the kid being kidnapped in that last issue. Um, I just was a little bit bored by. It. Yeah, uh, this is this is uh, basically like it's less about that that relationship that he has with his son and and his son's family, and more about him reconnecting with the the, the land that the sword is originally from. Yeah, cool. Go to country. An old man and his sword. That's what it should <laughs> be called. What's not to love? <laughs> uh, Injection this week, another book that you don't read for some bizarre reason. I just reason. don't. I'm so sorry. Warren Ellis, Declan Shalvey, Geordie Why Belair. don't I read Why that? Why don't that you is read nuts. this? And it's a compelling... It's what a, issue number is it up to? Uh, it's like issue 12. Like yeah. and, and I think there's you know three trades out. All right. It's, this is a, like, you know, like a uh, you know, extremely you know, weird, supernatural mystery book. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a team... Um, that work for the government, kind of that that investigate these weird happenings in the world, and uh, yeah, this is this one focuses on a uh, one happening in Cornwall, uh, which is like a fucking weird place anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like you know, it's it's hard to describe exactly without you know spoiling moments of the plot. But this is if you, this is like peak Warren Ellis. It's probably the best book that Warren Ellis is doing at the moment. Mm. Uh, we are going to talk about the, the Wildstorm a bit later in the oh, episode yeah. too, but uh, I really love this. Uh, and also, the, you know, the, the combo of Declan Shalvey and Geordie Belair, who mm. are one of comic books' great couples. Adorable. Um, th- this is them just firing on all cylinders. It's a beautiful looking book and a really compelling read. Injection is very great. Great. Glad to hear it. No arguments. Uh, you know what else starts with in, like injection? Invincible. Perfect segue. That was uh, incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, it, this is the book by Robert Kirkman and um, Ryan Otley. Um, they are rocketing towards the final 10 issues of this series. Uh, and I don't care, really. I'm just reading it. Oh, I'm really? just reading it because I am. I wish I was. I, I cared about it this as yeah. much as I did. Even 20 issues ago, I, was, I really loved what, where this was going. And I, I'm, not, I'm not super on board with the wrap-up. But no, uh, I'm still reading it. It's still fun. It still looks great. Uh, and uh, we're going to bring it to you each month until it's over. <laughs> Uh, did you not read any? You got you got a few. I read curse words. Okay, let's talk about curse words. Uh, Charles Soule and Ryan Brown again. Another book that you weren't feeling. You know, also there was a Trad Moore variant this week. I just saw that. It's beautiful. Um, that is beautiful. Um, this is. A, I'm about- so excited for him to start doing interiors again. He's been posting pictures from the series that he's doing with Alice Cott coming out through Image. I he's doing an Alice Cott series. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm so geeked. It's all. I'm um, gone his Instagram. He's posting. Uh, like character profiles and stuff. I can't think of what the series is called right now, but good Lord, I'm excited. Is Tradmore canonically our favorite artist? No. He's, yeah, one of the most hyped <laughs> from us. My favorite artist would be like... No, our. Oh, Al. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, we got to share things sometimes. I'm sorry. Shinbone. Uh, Curse Words is the, the book about uh, the wizard stranded on Earth without magic, but he also, sometimes he has magic, and when he uses it, um, his beard grows back. And the leaders of our country, of our of our world, uh, want him to stop using magic because there are crazy consequences and missing people and explosions. And then a bunch of other wizards are coming to Earth to kill him. I find the colors on this really bizarre. Yeah, like this is a weirdly colored book for me. 
Who does I it? I don't know who does it. Uh, Michael Garland. Mm. And, and Ryan Brown. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah, this uh, this got real good with this issue, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, it's it's not my favorite series by any means, but um, what is? What's my favorite series? I, I don't lo- know. I love Absolutes. Yeah, <laughs> Savage Dragon, according so to that. according to the gym voice in my head. Everyone uh, who listens to this show knows that you've not read any <laughs> Savage Dragon. <laughs> um, but this is like this is perfectly enjoyable, and I really like the bit where he goes to the magic show and um starts believing in magic again because of because everyone because of stage magic yeah, it's yeah. great it's great he's yeah because he, he's lost his connection to the magic of his old world uh his uh, assistant and friend is helping him find places on earth that he can witness earth magic and uh basically restore his own magic it's really fun it is fun it is fun and uh, his his service koala is still great yes definitely um, you read two books that I didn't. Again, I did. I, and you know, I asked why you don't read Injection. You could come back and say, "Well, why don't you read Monstrous?" It's, it's a really good point because Monstrous um, by Marjorie Liu and Sana Takeda is like consistently so beautiful. Like this is such a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, really kind of like Japanese mythology inspired, um, crazy magic fantasy um, ongoing series. Hard to explain where it's up to at the moment. But it's um, it's one of those series that's had like they've done so much world building on it that it feels really lived in. It feels really amazing. There's always like essays in the back that are like excerpts from someone's you know lecture on this element of this world and stuff like that. So there's so much that you can discover about it. Um, and the the lead character Micah is so like compelling. And um, this there's all sort of half fox people, and it's all you know the interactions between the, the pure fox people and the half-human, half half-animal half hybrids. And it's really, really cleverly done and um, continuous. Like, one of, one of the things I really look forward to um, every month. So definitely pick this up in trade, guys, if you're not reading it. Yeah, I think I'm going to make the call and, and, and take that home tonight. Today, I think it's a good so call. catch up on it. Um, another one that I read that you don't read is Mirror. Again, I don't know why. By Emma Rios and Hui Lim. Because it's one of the best looking books. I always, just even the covers, I'm like, why don't I read this? It's so, so beautiful. Good. It's so beautiful. And it's another one that's like, they've done a lot of um, world building and like this is issue seven now. So you should definitely go back and pick up the first five issues in trade because that was one of my favorite things that I read last year, I think. Um, and like there's an element of they don't hold your hand with this. Like it's a couple of moments where I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on here. And I wish I had the trade there to reference um, bits and pieces. But it's so like... You know, this is a world where the military is all women and it's this, it's so beautiful. Like the art is like these beautiful watercolors um, and there's sort of all these different species of people and god people and sculptors and it's so hard to explain. But I, it's one of those ones that you kind of, I feel like it's really dreamlike and I just kind of slip into it and just enjoy the, enjoy the ride. Um, and it's really beautiful. I really highly recommend it, guys. Uh, final look from Image this week uh, Eclipse number 6 Written by Zach Kaplan With art by Giovanni Tempano And Flavio Dispenza um, I, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm really teetering with this book It's like This is the one where Like the sun is now uh, You can't go out Outside during the day Everyone lives underground If you go out in the sun You burn to a crisp um, Or to a blobby mess In this book um, And uh, it's really Kind of setting up Something And I don't really care And I think if, if the next issue Comes out 
um, on, a on a particularly busy week, I will drop this book. But maybe not. I already dropped it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Eclipse number six. And those are our image reviews for the Woo! week. Uh, which leaves us with the button. Oh, my God. Should we just jump straight in and yep. talk about the button? DC reviews, everybody. And we're talking about Batman number 21, the crossover event between the Flash and the Batman. And I'm talking about the button. Mm. My greatest arch nemesis. <laughs> The button. <laughs> and that is, of course, the uh, smiley face button that the comedian wears in Watchmen that is shown up in the Batcave because of reasons. You and think the secret empire is scary? An empire of sleeper agents that have belonged to Hydra? Let me tell you about my most feared inanimate object that I found. The button. Everyone's very <laughs> impressed by Levin's, um, Levin's bad voice <laughs> in the King's Comics office. Yeah, I can't help, believe I can't believe that I'm going. It helps that I'm excruciatingly hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so uh, yeah, Batman number twenty-one is this, was this co-written by uh, Tom King and uh, the dude who does the Flash book. I have no idea. Um, I'll find. I kind of weirdly assumed it was written by Jeff Johns for some reason. I don't think that's correct. No, it's definitely written. so. It's Tom King wrote the script of this okay, one. Okay, right. Um, uh, Jason Fabok on art, amazing Jason Fabok. Like that's that. really nice. Um, My really favorite bit was when the, the um, so Batman's like, "Hey, the Flash, can you come over to the Batcave and help me out with something?" And Flash is like, "Okay, give me one minute." So like a timer starts, and then he, um, someone arrives in the Batcave after ten seconds, and Batman's like, "Oh, the Flash, that was so quick!" And, and the reverse Flash goes, "The Flash." No, quite the reverse. <laughs> that was good. But that's how that's how supervillains should speak. Of course yeah. it is. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, um, and I love it, like, that that Batman's watching hockey. Yeah, that was weird. I wouldn't have thought that Batman was a hockey fan. Well, that, that's like the famous Gotham and Metropolis teams. That's it, that uh, that has been referenced many, many times in the well, uh, in comics before. Um, um, you can, is that your new catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really tired, guys. Um, I a I don't buy Batman being able to like stave off um, Reverse Flash in a fist fight. That seems difficult for me to. Well, I mean, you have to because you've been reading comics. I know you've been reading comics with Batman in them forever, and he does the impossible in each issue. I know, but uh, also, come on, guys. I was very surprised that um, this uh, you know not only relies on you reading, have read, have not only relies on you having read. Uh, the rebirth issue, like the yeah. DC rebirth, but also it's very much ties into Flashpoint. Yeah, um, I yeah, like I sort of didn't realize as I was reading it, but then um, someone commented in the Facebook group how much prior DC knowledge was required to read this, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. So otherwise, that bit with like um, his, Thomas Wayne is very confusing. And the note that he leaves, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like this issue. I thought it was like you know, like it was it was really frantic and and fast mm. and. So 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 tragic when uh, Flash show, finally shows up at the end. Yeah, and sees them both lying on the ground. I would have loved if he was like, "Well, see ya." Just <laughs> oh <it> God! <laughs> no one, I, not I, I my was, problem. I was huh? never here. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like you know, it's it for whatever reason the the psycho pirate's mask uh, zaps the button, mm. and uh, and then that that kind of opens a connection to the the world that we previously visited in Flashpoint. I like the way we're finally starting to see um, what's going on with Saturn Girl. That was cool. Oh, was Saturn Girl in this? Isn't that isn't that the issue that that happened in? Very 
No, are you talking about the very start? The very start? Where's where's Saturn Girl? Who's in Gotham? I mean, she's in Arkham. Oh, right. Was that Saturn Girl? I thought that was Gotham Girl. No, no, no. That's. um, Oh, the Legion of Bulldog. Yeah, of course. I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. I'm a goddamn (laughs) idiot. Um, Anyway, I was too. I was like, what's this woman? Give me the button. Yeah, (laughs) more buttons. Batman's greatest foe. Uh, We'll catch up with the button uh, next week. In uh, the Flash, I think. Yeah, Flash, and, uh, Flash 21. So the, there's a bit of controversy uh, in in the collector world because uh, there was a very special lenticular cover mm. of this issue, and there are of the next three issues as well of Flash and Batman, uh, all about the button. Um, uh, why didn't they do a variant that came with a fucking button? Is... That's a great point. That's a very compelling point. Um, but uh... there's all kinds of weird. Um rules about like the copyright of that smiley face so a whole bunch of countries didn't get the sweet lenticular cover including most comic book shops in australia except for whatever reason kings has uh, had got a bunch of them we're very crafty uh and uh they're all gone because of speculators thanks guys but they're going (laughs) there's going to be as many of the next few issues as well so Mm -hmm. if you want to get your hands on lenticular covers make sure you get in touch with someone at king's comics kingscomics.com or what's that address again? Three hundred and seven Pitt Street. Three hundred and ten Pitt. Damn it! Why is you it? Suck. What isn't is what what? I think I feel like I always say three hundred and seven. It's like it's like it's like a bottle shop or something. I think it's a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was Batman the Button. Um, I like this. I, I like you know. Even it's very silly as far as like silly events go. It's pretty silly, and I like that it's just crossing over between those two books. Like it doesn't seem to have like it doesn't have its own series just yet. It's not sort of. Oh, I'm wait. Can't wait for the button. Re- yeah. <laughs> All-Star Batman also came out this week uh, The finale of the Ends of the Earth uh, run That uh, Scott Snyder and Jock have been working on together uh, And this is the one that was famously ruined In uh, Detective Comics last week uh, Oh, because I didn't read Detective Comics last week I missed so much Good lord <laughs> I'll fill you in Thanks uh, Live on this on, on upcoming episodes But this was spoiled um, It basically told us who, who, the, uh, who the main villain Behind all the events in, in this arc has been oh. and so it actually I, I wasn't that's why I wasn't expecting such a big reveal in this issue and then so when it happened I was like oh, but I already knew that yeah and it's like why did they allow it to be such a be so ruined anyway uh, I thought the uh, this book was pretty underwhelming as a whole I enjoyed this I didn't read Detective so it wasn't spoiled for me and I was like whoa I didn't see that coming um, this is like the Ocean's Twelve of Batman comics like the ultimate gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And um, lots of Batman comics do that, I know, but this this just felt like yeah. a bit much. Like Batman gets shot point blank in to the, the head face. and uh, then like peels it off or something. I don't, I don't know. even know. What, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, but I li- like there were there were bits and pieces that I liked in this. Like I like the return of the Blackhawks. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, that's great. I'd be heaps into if they showed up more. The Frankavia um, backup is still like great and excellent. Oh, that's, I mean, that's it looks great and it. excellent, but I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know what happened in it, but it looks great. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what comics are for, guys? Um, and I like Jock. Of course. So I was into like it. Jock? Jock's great. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I just saw this, um, Scott Snyder said on Twitter, like, this is a series, like, as long as you guys keep buying this series, we have plans for it. Like, we have no plans to ever stop doing it. So All-Star Batman will go as long as people are still purchasing it. So... If you like it, keep purchasing it, guys. Maybe he should write stories that make more sense. Maybe. Or not. Whatever. Who cares? Superman number 21. And this is a comic you can set your watch to. Uh, Black <laughs> Dawn, chapter two, written by uh, Patrick Gleason and Peter Tomasi, with art by Patrick Gleason, pencils by Patrick Gleason. This is um, a good comic. This is, this a is such goddamn a great good comic. comic. Like, it is really hard to fault it. 
Like, so enjoyable. The art is excellent. The bit where um, Damien is riding Superman like like <laughs> yes. a magic carpet so great. was my favorite <laughs> panel of the week. That was excellent. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I sh- uh, when you talk about this uh, this, is- this issue, I'll find that what was our panel of the week according to our group. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, like Damien is riding on the back of Superman and <laughs> saying stuff like, hold steady, Superman. Like, Damien's the best. Anyone who doesn't love Damien is He's a fool. A grub. Um, but this is so fun. Like I like this villain is genuinely a bit scary and uh, like surprising. We don't know what's happened to Batman. Still, there's a big sort of monster fight that goes really well, but people aren't, you know, people disapprove of Superman not using lethal force, which I think is a really um, cool, interesting story that we probably haven't seen that often yeah, and- in Superman. Well, I mean, no, we, we, we've, we've, you know, we've, we've seen entire arcs about it, but not, not when his son is yeah. okay with it or, like, you know, allows his emotions to, be, to make himself okay with using lethal force. Um, and I'm so, I'm so keen to see where this goes. Like, we were wondering whether that sort of um, spooky swamp that showed up in that um, issue a little while ago when John and his, his buddy um, went on an adventure, and that definitely shows back up. So I'm interested to see... What what that all is like? So many cool mysteries, and the art's brilliant. And oh, the it. art is good. Yeah, this is a, this is a great comic. So I thought it, uh, a panel from this one panel of the week in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash serious issues podcast. Come and talk to us, and come vote for the panel of the week yeah. every single week. Uh, but instead, the panel of the week came from Super Sons issue three. Also written by Peter Tomasi, uh, art by Jorge Jimenez. Uh, the panel in which um, uh, Damien and John like psych out the robots of Batman and Superman and they yell now that that that, got, that, that was the most liked panel on our group oh, this there week. you go uh, real great issue just a super fun book uh, I think the, the introduction of Superboy you know being super, being, yeah. being Clark's son is just I, I can't get over how rich it is for, for great stories absolutely he's such a good character he's so sweet and, and he's such a natural foil to Damien like they work so well together and I love the I love the dynamic of like you know Damien's a bit older but Superboy's taller and so all the way <laughs> through this they're working together but also bickering and fighting amongst themselves and they're like they constantly sort of devolve into pushing and fighting each other when they should be focusing on the task at hand um but it's it's so good it's so excellent i love this but you know you said at the start of the episode that monsters unleashed is a good teen book oh this, this is, heaps is better. a good teen book yeah this is heaps better and i feel like as a whole like I, like dc is maybe writing better teen books yeah i think that they have better characters aimed at yeah. That audience, you know, That's like good point. Um, Superboy and Robin are two characters that kids can really easily understand way better than they say, act like, like kids. Nova. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, but Nova is a good team book. It is, but like, um, just like in terms of immediate recognition and things that kids can get on board with without yeah, having totally. to know what the a whole bunch is. of yeah. yeah, like who Richard Ryder is and how many Novas there are and yeah. who the hell Cosmo is. Yeah, you could just be like, hey, Batman and Superman had sons and they're in a team. This together. is it. Yeah. It's in the title. Title. And They're I, called Super Sons. I love um, Damien being disgusted that John has no idea about who Amazo is or anything like yeah. that. Like, don't you read? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's really fun. Great it's dynamic. Really clever. I love this book. Um, so Superman also showed up in another book this week. Mm. 
Uh, with my, probably my favorite cover this week, um, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye, a book that I com- complained about just last issue. But holy moly, Siobhan, what a great issue! I love this. Written by Jared Way and John Rivera, with art by Michael Avon Oeming, um, and uh, colors by Nick Filardi. This was a, a incredible issue that dealt with like Cave Carson has mentioned uh, throughout this series that he you know he once saved Superman and we get a version of that story that might not be a retelling of it all it's like kind of told from the perspective of him being stuck in his own mind Mm -hmm. and uh, you know again this is a in 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 Intentionally hard to follow comics sometimes. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I I thought that having Superman there made made the comic so much more fun to me. Yeah, this was a really like, I mean, I like I think it's I haven't found it as hard to follow as you have because I'm way smarter. Mm, definitely, um, but no. because I don't know why. No argument. It there. just makes sense. You don't know why you're smarter <laughs> than me. <laughs> just like it, um, I really enjoy this book and. But this was definitely, I think this was one of the best issues of the run. Like, this was really, really good fun. And it had one, like, it had such a simple line that I think does a really great job of encapsulating Superman, where he says to Cave, Superman isn't my name, it's my challenge. Yes. I really love that. I, I thought love that was that a too. really yeah, yeah. killer panel, a really great statement, a really great way to sort of explain um, the character. And I, I love this book. I think it's really good. I love um, even Oming. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I'm, I would encourage all these young animal books to, to include DC characters if they're going to be as well well written as, as Superman is in this book. Yeah, it's so fun. It's like it's always fun when you see you know Superman pop up in like Doom Patrol or something like that because you're like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> they tie in. It's fun. Uh, Nightwing number nineteen. Nightwing must die. Uh, Tim Seeley and Javier Fernandez. Um, Javier Fernandez. Someone Fernandez. Yep, Javier yeah, Fernandez. Javier Fernandez. Um, this book uh, is not that good. I heaps like the art. I wish that we could get past this Professor Pig, Doctor Hurt, um, story and get to Nightwing having a baby. That would be my favorite. I don't know if we're going to get there, but that would be. Way more fun for me. Um, this I'm not finding super compelling at the moment, I have to say. But what I'm going to stick with it. What I do like about it is that uh, he is allowing his girlfriend to come and fight with him. He's not being super yep. protective of her. Um, I think that's really important to this book progressing. Although um, it does make me like, you should not be fighting when you're pregnant. Like, come on. Jessica Drew did it sometimes. Yeah, but she had special armor. Right. This <laughs> she had a special like, suit that this was armored. Has, like, blow up spray cans. Yeah, come on. That's really not... It's not sensible, right? Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's not great, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, and, like I really love this again. cover. Yeah, okay, cool. I think it was a good cover. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I I should be more invested in this story because I really like uh, Grant Morrison's run on Batman, and I, you know anything that reminds me of that, I should be really happy with. But I, for some sort of a reason, like having Doctor Hurt and Professor Pig here, I just don't care. Yeah, it's not. It's not that. Yeah, I agree. I can't quite explain why, but it's just not doing it for so me. before we leave the DCU um, mm-hmm. let's talk about Batwoman I yeah. didn't read it I didn't even realize it came oh you didn't out. read it um, should I uh, I don't know <laughs> I'm finding it hard to follow <laughs> um, this is all sort of about it's really really like just look at this double page spread there's so much text and so many characters that they're introducing there's so much going on it's all about this um, sort of island where Kate had a sort of lost year and it's this island where like various kind of smugglers and traffickers and all this kind of stuff it was a sort of safe haven for them and Kate's you know ultimate girlfriend was the one who kept the peace but then Kate did something that changed everything and we don't know what that is yet and it's sort of compelling um the art's really nice that's still Steve Epting I believe yes 
Um, so the art's really, really beautiful. I don't love it, but I'm not like, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to burn it. So that's nice. Um, Maybe that's I'm going to keep going with it. Great. That's how we should rate comics from now on. Do you want to burn this? <laughs> another bit. another comic book show actually did that. Um, so we will not be doing it. With the Joker's daughter issue, is what they did? No, no, no. Like, it was their rating system. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was. And if they didn't like it, they would straight up burn it? No, they just said they would burn it. Oh, okay, right. But there you go. They didn't actually burn it. Should we steal other podcast ideas? Let us know. Seriousissues at kingscomics.com. Also from DC this week, uh, The Wildstorm, issue number three by Warren Ellis and John Davis Hunt with Steve Buccalato. This was one of the comics where I was like, what is going on? I'm too jet lagged to understand anything in this, but I still really liked it. I like the art. Um, Well, we see, um, what's his name, with the the red face. You know, this guy, the famous guy oh, from Grifter. Wild Oh, Grifter. Grifter <laughs> put on his red face mask. The guy with a red face. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there was like like the bit where the character, I don't know who this character is, and I got confused because a couple of the female characters look a little bit similar. Yes. And I was like, does she just have her hair and a ponytail or is this a different person? Um, but when she starts, the character who starts going through the TV and all the different sort of forms of fiction, I found that a bit confusing and also when she goes into her phone and it says cord is that a reference to cord industries as in ted cord well there were actually references to so many yeah. dc properties in this there's a doom patrol reference the martian manhunter yep um, but i really liked it because in this version martian manhunter is like a sex in the city lady who's like earth boys are easy but is like a big bug lady yeah that was really funny to me uh yeah she literally hunts men yeah. Um, and also her cigarettes are called Dr. Midnight. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't even notice that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, the, I'm sure the places will fit in, fill into place. Or if yeah. you're a diehard Wildstorm fan. You will already understand this. Yeah. We, we get the introduction to the Wildcats in this as well. Yeah. And I loved it. They were like, they're like wild cats. Wild C-A-T's. Yeah. Very um, funny. Very funny. good violence in this issue, too, if you're someone who loves uh, very intricate mm. uh Exploding limbs. Yeah, you'll, look, John Davis Hunt is really good at it, and he's so good at like, um, like the body language of the bad guy, who's the kind of tech bro. Yeah, um, so good. I just hate him. I hate him because of the way that he stands, and I think that's so. He doesn't. Genius. He doesn't look conniving. He just kind of looks smug. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. looks like a dick. <laughs> it's really. I good. love that. Really good. Uh, I also read Astro City number forty three by Kurt Busiek and uh, Brett Anderson um, out through Vertigo this week. Um, this was a really cool story there's been this like a uh, character that breaks the fourth wall um since it since it came back um to vertigo and he shows up sporadically and kind of like you know guides the reader through the panels um and sometimes it's cool sometimes it's weird there it doesn't really amount to much yet but he begins to break the fourth wall and then suddenly another character does too oh, wow. and so it's narrated to you by this girl who um loses her dad and is able to imagine a version of him that comes to life as a superhero oh. called the gentleman. Um, huh. Look, it's, it's hard not to recommend. Like there's, there's very few issues of Astro City that I wouldn't recommend. And this was absolutely one that I would hmm. um, really great issue. Um, and this is actually, I'm finally, I feel like the last few times the issues came out, I hadn't quite caught up and uh, now I'm hundred percent caught up to Astro City and it will be reviewed every time it comes out on this very show. Nice. Good job. Those are our reviews of DC, Image, and Marvel. But guess what, Shinbone? Those aren't the only There's publishers more. that put out comics. We've got an Archie book. We've got a Boom book. We've got two Dark Horse books. Let's do the Dark Horse ones first. Black Hammer. I miss this. Number eight, written by... I hate my life. The very lazy and not at all hardworking Jeff Lemire. Um, 
and uh, art by Dean Ormston and Man of Colour, Dave Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I got to no, never say it again. They, you could just call him Man of Colours and that's Man of way Colors. less bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, Black Hammer, um, of course, being the uh, you know bunch of superheroes stuck in a boring town where nothing happens and they can't leave, eat shit. Um, this uh, gave us more backstory in uh, the the girl, basically the version of Shazam, but she's stuck mm. as a little girl version all the time, even though she's like a um, an older woman. Uh, this gave oh, that is a terrible nightmare. Yeah, um, and and uh, this gave. Um, kind of more insight into what her life was like before being stuck in the, in in this world that they're stuck in. Mm. Uh, it's really tragic. Um, and uh, a real sad thing happens at the end, and I'm oh, starting yeah. to doubt all these characters. Oh, it's such a... It is, like, a constantly tragic book. And it's another one that, like, definitely... He does such an amazing job of, like, bringing that really painful, raw humanity into something that is otherwise basically a Golden Age superhero book. Mm. Really clever. I'm That's- sad I, I'm going to... I'm gonna- You'll love this, though, because she pretty much has her own Shazam family, like a Marvel Ah, I love that. It's great. Do you know who's my favorite um, Marvel family person? The tiger? Uh, Talkie Tawny, the talking tiger. No. Um, Mary Marvel. Uncle Marvel. Uncle, oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, oh, I can't actually, I'm not actually a Marvel. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, He's like the janitor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Depth by Matt Kent and Charlene Kent. Um, almost as busy as Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent is, although he only put out one thing this week. Pretty lazy, in my opinion. Uh, depth num- issue number 13, <clears throat> another incredible mystery book set in the depths of down below in the water with freaky, crazy animals. And another one that, again, we, tell, we learn a lot of backstory between um, uh, our hero and her, her dead father um, and uh, hits you with a cliffhanger at the end. Uh, and is a good book to look mm. at and read. Had, nice. And one of my favorite panels. So we, we basically we we learn of um, uh, our hero used to date someone who is now not letting them come back to the surface. Oh. Um, and uh, we see them on dates together, and he takes she takes him on a date um, to the catacombs in Paris. Cool. And it's a, a brilliant, brilliant. That's but, awesome. You know, if you want to see Matt Kent, Kent draw a bunch of skulls and bones, I do. This is the issue for you. Have you been there? It's spooky as hell. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. Um, I read a Dark Horse book, which appears you didn't. I read because it was from last week. You don't oh, even talk well, about then, it anyway. I'm never keen, mind. I'm keen to hear how you're enjoying it. I liked it. <laughs> Ameri- American, American Gods, Gods number two. Issue two. It's good. Um, the art's kind of interesting. Like it's it's not what I would normally love. Um, I like things that are usually a little bit heavier inked, but I like this quite a bit it's very very in line with what vertigo was in the early 90s yeah absolutely it is and it has that sort of vibe probably because it's a neil gaiman book but yeah like this is totally good it's good because um i'm really excited about the tv series and i can't be bothered rereading the novel so great <laughs> well you read it to begin with so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. than i've done yeah. uh death be damned issue number three of four from boom studios this week from uh, ben acker and ben blacker with um art and andrew miller with art by hannah christensen uh yeah, this is the penultimate issue of this great little mini-series um, featuring a woman who can come back from the dead and a uh, an undertaker who wishes her to, to find his, his, the spirit or soul of his dead wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brings a bunch more mystery and intrigue to the story because maybe his wife doesn't want to be brought back. Maybe she can't be brought back? Yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch. And then also there's like a, a, a vengeance story in here. Mm-hmm. This is a great issue. Yeah, this is a, like a really cool... 
like it, there's so much going on in here because it's like a western comic but then it's also like this great supernatural comic and very spiritual and i'm yeah i'm really really enjoying it i love the art the art's so good i just love like the the, the blood in this book because the, the mm. it's such a you know, the art's a little bit simplified you know like so blood is just like like just like this red patch that yeah just kind of shows up on someone as they die i like yeah. it it's cool yeah. it's very good um it's a very deep thing i to read say one too. more thing that you didn't read i read issue two of the power of the dark crystal written by like what a range of things that Simon Spurrier writes. He does Hookjaw, and then he does The Power of the Dark Crystal, and he does a whole bunch of stuff. X-Men Legacy. Um, God Shaper. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, he's, you loved that, right? The I first loved issue. that. That was excellent. We really did I'm really keen to read the rest of this. Um, look, I mean, this is solid Jim Henson fantasy good times. I like it. The art's good. Read it, please. Cool. Uh, finally, I read Archie number 19. Oh, same. I did. Oh, also good. Read. I was going to say, holy shit, what kind of world are we living in if you d- didn't read Archie? <laughs> I just um, left it at home by accident. First of all, make sure you track down the Greg Smallwood cover. That's my favorite that came out this week. Yeah, that was a really Very nice cover. Uh, it's Mark Wade and Pete Woods on this issue. Um, and I loved this great issue, which uh, shows Jughead and uh, uh, Veronica kind of becoming friends, uh, which is a thing that rarely, rarely happens in, Very rarely. in the Archieverse. And it's really, really sweet in here. I love this portrayal of Jughead like they've, yeah. they've, they've got a lot of things right in, in, in this you know new iteration of Archie especially Jughead yeah absolutely um, so yeah I mean was this up to your standards for what you want from an Archie book yeah it was really good fun this was a really good fun issue um, I'm sort of like it, it's getting a little bit drama heavy like it looks like the next story arc is going to be the, ch- like, the Blossoms a, like, car crash in it or something like that i don't know really? i don't know where i saw that maybe i saw that in a preview or something like that um but i'm, I'm still really enjoying the series the, the blossoms have learned that their, their father isn't their real father That's oh yeah that was pretty hilarious <laughs> but it's done almost like in a comedy like version it's not dramatic at all um and then we also get a backup um not a backup a preview of a uh, a one-shot archie you're putting out next month uh called next Big week Mo- Next week, great. Got Big Moose. I have read the entire thing. It is very, 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 very good. You love I Moose? loved it. I love Moose. He's in top three. Jughead's number no, one. No. Jughead would be number one. That's that's hard. But Betty, Moose would be up Betty there. In there. Betty would probably be in there. Gotta love Dilton. Gotta Dilton. love Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but get Moose, back to Moose you, people. Would be up there. We'll get back to you. Uh, Midge isn't in there, though, is she? I like Midge. Like Midge, Midge is fine. Who don't you like in the Archie universe? Um, no one. Right. I think they're all great characters. Great. Perfect. Excellent. Everyone's perfect. But yeah, this... Uh, little what, Abner. Fuck Little, little Abner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I read of this uh, Big Moose book looks great. Yeah, uh, it's really good fun. More I books, really recommend more it. More one-shots about all these characters. Um, but yeah, again, it's, it's another one with an excellent portrayal of Jughead as like the main driving force behind the story. Yeah. Real good fun. Um, I thought I would also just mention quickly, I got to go to a couple of fun comic book stores in um, the United States. The one that I spent the most amount of money in was Mission Comics. I accidentally spent a lot of money in there. I well was done. like, I don't want to go in there. And then we went in and I was like, oh, I want all of these things. And I managed to pick up a couple of things that I hadn't seen um, anywhere else. I got um, to read uh, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, the first three issues of that. Fuck, I By love Matt that Rosenberg. book. Yeah, that it's so good, right? Excellent. That I mean, is so good. I can't remember good. who does art. The art one is really dynamic yeah, and great too. so worth tracking down. Like, we sold out of it too quickly at Kings for me to get copies. So yeah. I was really geeked I'd to be able to I'd pick that up there. Buy that one digitally. Um, really, really good fun. Really excellent, brilliant heist book. Brilliant characterizations of kids. So, so fun. I also managed to track down, and someone in the Facebook group was talking about it. So, if they wanted to, um, I'm happy to like pass on single issues once I'm done with them. Um, 
so send me an email, uh, shawanakingscomics.com or seriousissues at kingscomics.com. Um, by Grim Wilkins Miranda, which was something that was um, partially um, published in Ireland, the last issue of Ireland. Um, this is brilliant. This is like this totally wordless, incredibly beautiful comic, like holy moly. Really, really highly recommend. So, so it's a story. I flick through it and it just looks like this is like pinups and stuff. Like no, no, no. Drawings. It's a story. It's an um, like it's sort of a sorry pinups drastically undersells what this is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. artwork. No, no, no. There's an there's an ongoing story in this um, and it's really excellent. I really highly recommend tracking it down. I also got um. Michael DeForge's latest book, which is Six Angelica Folk Hero. So good. So fun. I'm about halfway through it. I really highly recommend um, tracking that one down. It, it, you know, he writes himself in as a character. Also, Lisa Hannawalt shows up as a character. She's like a law moose. Um, it's really, really fun. Uh, if you like Michael DeForge, you'll love this. Did you say a law moose? Yeah, she's a cool. moose that does law. Great. Of <laughs> um, I also got... Um, I saw it, the atomic bombing of Hiroshima, um, a survivor's true story by Keiji Nakazawa, who was um, who's a manga artist who also did um, a series called Barefoot Gen, which was less biographical, um, but also about the bombings and the you know imp- uh, what that did to the people in Japan. This is like a totally brilliant single issue um, format. Um, recounting of what happened. It's really horrifying to read, but brilliantly told. His art's incredible, um, and it's so worth trying to track down. I'm pretty sure it's all online, so you could probably just try and track it down, but it's worth having in the single issue. I really like Yeah, good that. find. Um, and also, I read The Left Bank Gang by Jason, um, which is really, really good fun. It's like a, this universe in which, um, like, uh, Hemingway and James Joyce and a whole bunch of other... Um, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald are all cartoonists instead of writers, and then they um, like rob a bank. It's great. <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> what more do you want? Um, I uh, read Roughneck by Jeff Lemire. And yeah, I like, cool. I think we can talk about it in depth when you've read it too. Yeah. But um, and, I, and I spoke about it at, at length on uh, The Weekly Planet, which you should definitely go and subscribe and listen to anyway. I'm sure most of you already do. But uh, I had a really great time uh, just fitting in there, just being... Being with Meso and James. Being mates. Um, I, 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 the main topic, I, I posed the question um, that comic book adaptations are never as good as the comic. And they had a challenge. The challenge was to find one that was. Did we or did we not? Oh, can't have you to tell me? In? No. Oh. <laughs> never. The only one that I think is better than the comic it's based on is Kick-Ass, the first movie. I but think that, that's, but that was brought up. Yeah. I think that's better than the comic. Mm, we no, we, we, we found something that, that was better in the comic that wasn't Ooh, in the movie. I'm excited. Um, um, but yeah, Roughneck by Jeff Lemire. Um, if you are a fan of Jeff Lemire, you should absolutely get it. Um, I, I probably already have it on your order. Um, it's apparently it's already started out of its first press printing, so make sure you uh, just try and find it wherever you can. But uh, this is like a very grounded um, story that is extremely Canadian. Uh, involves um, uh, the like First Nations people of Canada. Oh, amazing! Um, uh, and uh, there's a lot of hockey. Uh, oh, great. Um, and it's it's about yeah it's about like a disgraced hockey player trying to like I guess you know pull his way out of the dirt and and reconnect with his estranged sister. Amazing. Um, and uh, it's pretty, so a lot of that. tragedy. It's it's a great read, and uh, you know it's very much in line with Essex County, um, and and his more personal works like that. I loved it. The colors on it are really beautiful, muted blues with occasional splashes of, of red, mm. be it from blood or, or flannel. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a fantastic book. And, um, you know, if, if, if you loved Essex County um, and Underwater World, this will be right up on your list too. 
Awesome. Highly recommended. Like an absolute must get. And you know, the, uh, we try and do. Um, I try and keep up with, uh, with with graphic novels because at the end of the year we're going to have to do like you know oh, yeah, a list of our best ones. And I, I can't think of any graphic novels besides this one that I've read this year. So I don't know that Japanese one about the. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but the, um, them oh, dealing the, with the nuclear. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't finished that either. That's that's good. No, I've, I'm sure I've read all things. Yeah, this is, Roughneck's awesome, and I also um, I picked it up. So I'm going to read it on the on the train home today. Soupy Leaves Home is an all ages book that Dark Horse put out this week, written by uh, one of our favorite new writers mm. who does Shade, the Changing Girl, um, Cecil Castellucci. Mm-hmm. And we also just recently found out that uh, Cecil is a girl. She's a lady. She's a lady. There you go. Uh, Jose Pimienta did art on this one. I have no idea what it's about, but looks um, good. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, so, we're going to read this one on the way home now. Nice. Um, yeah. Two things I quickly wanted to mention before we talk about what's coming out next week. Um, if you're in Sydney this at, at any point, but this week, um, Wednesday, the 26th of April is Aliens Day. Happy Aliens Day, everyone. Um, because the new James DeCoe um, Alien Dead Orbit is coming oh, out this yes. week. And I'm heaps geeked about that. But to celebrate Aliens Day, Kings are doing a sale. We're going to have 20% off, 25% off for gold card holders um, of all Alien and Alien Universe. So including Predator and Prometheus, and etc. Comics, merchandise. We have a lot of cool Aliens figures. So I really highly recommend coming in for that. And also free comic book day is coming out, guys. Coming up. Yeah, I saw. I'm going to mention it every week, but just it's all I am doing at the moment. Um, yeah, you've got Nicholas Scott coming down. Yep, we've got Nicola. We've got um, Dean Rankin, who is this total legend who does Simpsons comics and he does cool Simpsonized versions. Levinson and I got um, ourselves drawn as Simpsons characters last year, and it's really good fun. He's amazing. Also, Phil um, Phil Barlow and Helen Meyer, who do Zooniverse, and who have had their stuff published by um, in Ireland and published at Image. They're coming up from Melbourne as well, so that's going to be really, really good fun. And I think that they're going to be launching something cool. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, we're going to have – we have so much planned for the day. It's going to be really, really good fun. May 6th, Saturday, May 6th, um, if you're in Sydney, please come down to King's Comics. We'd love to see you. I'll if be not, there. Yeah, I'll be there. I will definitely be there all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you're not in Sydney, I like it's such a fun day. Go if you're not, you know, super familiar with your local comic book store. It's the perfect day. I used um, to, uh, I used to, to visit every single comic book store in Sydney on on a free comic book day. That's insane. And get all the free comics. You're crazy. And now comics are, are worthless to me. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy. Um, comics coming out next week that are not worthless. And Holy worth your, shit! There's worth a lot your, of your, comics next big, week. Big week. You have got the big moose one shot. We already we already Woo! picked it up. We've got Aliens Dead Orbit, which is the brand new uh, Aliens book by James Stoko, one of our yep. favorite creators, um, doing a, a very unique looking Aliens book. Super exciting. Can't wait for that. Um, we've also got, uh, there's a new Britannia series. Yay, I'm really excited about that. Me and Jim are excited about that. Um, um, I'm also excited about the return of both B- Bitch Planet and Black Monday Motors. Keen to see both of those come through again. Yeah, and uh, we're also getting the finale of Supergirl Being Super. Yes. By Mariko Tamaki, who is I actually coming book. out here for the Sydney Writers Festival. Yeah, I know. I need to look into We need to try and interview her. Yeah, definitely. We should. And, and someone else is coming out too. Roxanne Gay. We should try and interview oh, Roxanne Gay cool. about her comics too. Christ almighty. That's yeah. Let's make a note. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of our favorite comics coming out. We've got Exo Manowar issue number two, which I'm excited to visit again. 
Um, so all kinds of great stuff. Uh, make sure you listen to next week's episode as well. Hope you enjoyed this one. Let us know online, facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast or join our group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Serious Issues Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Serious underscore underscore Issues is our username or individually at Siobhan CBG and at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Come and say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hey. Uh, and of course, you can email us, seriousissues at kingscomics.com with any comics-related questions you might have for us to answer in a future episode. Always uh, good fun. Thanks so much. If this is the first episode that you've listened to, um, you come over from the Weekly Planet. I hope you enjoyed it. And mm. uh, please stick around. Uh, c- talk about comics with us every single week at Serious Issues. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Serious Issues. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One is called Hey Fam, and it's about comedy and pop culture, so like comic book movies and comic book TV shows, all that kind of thing. The other one is called The Mitchin, and it's all about the uh, food and bar scene in Sydney. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.